Hello guys and welcome to the great first beta debate and despite his absence we do have three guests here ready for you guys to have a great discussion hopefully about the first or watch two beta. So let me introduce my guest first the absent in absentia uh, Fitzy here who's just going to get something real quick so he'll be back in a sec but uh, returning to the podcast is EVA. EVA how you doing? Hello doing pretty swell we'll go with that. Swell is a good one and not, not often enough used. And I'm sure Beaver will have an even better adjective. First appearance on the podcast with his classic icon is my man Beaver. Beaver, what up? My classic. Um, I'm doing pretty potent. Doing pretty good. Pretty potent. The Beaver classic. Okay, well, when Fitzy gets yes. here, we'll get Fitzy's opinions. But we'll start off first with just your general opinion, you guys, of the beta. The first beta, again, that must be reminded because it feels like everyone keeps forgetting that it is just the first closed beta. But... I'll take it to Beaver first. Beaver, thoughts just in general on the first beta? Um, I've mostly only played uh, tank and DPS, so we'll start off with that. I haven't uh, put too much time into support other than Lucio. But so far, like just generally, I've had a lot more fun on my roles, especially tank. You feel a lot more powerful. Um, there's a few tanks where, you know, I'm not too good at, and I felt pretty weak, but... Um, the tanks I play felt pretty strong, uh, Winston, you know, Wrecking Ball, so I was pretty pleased with everything, and, um, I just, I expect more, you know, from the next beta, of course, but I'm happy with this beta. That's good, that's good, and yeah, just to summarize, chat, we've got a tank main in Beaver, a support main in EVA, and a DPS main in Fitzy, so... Quite often, sometimes you say, well, you haven't got X person to represent this thing. Well, this time we've got a good spread amongst all the roles. And aha, Fitzy is indeed, as his name suggests, here. <laughs> Fitzy, what up? What up, what up? Just ready to ready to chat. Good, good, good. Awesome. So just I was been asking for the general thoughts on the beta. Beaver says he's generally happy. I'll take it to EVA, give you a second to breathe, and then you give me your general thoughts. So Evie, general feelings on the first beta. Uh I have I have thoughts across the board. If this if this call happened the day before we had uh, the the patch and the uh, the week one blog, uh, I it would have been even more scathing. But uh, the the blog and the patch have definitely tempered my opinions an immense amount. I still have lots of scathing opinions, but that I'd say that this is an incredibly promising step forward. Uh, the communication, as they've promised, is kept up. Um, I'd say the actual feeling of the beta itself, I'm going to be honest and just say it has felt shit as a support player. Um, and that is no surprise across the board from if you've been keeping up with the sentiments across the beta. Um, I don't know what they fucking did, but Soldier still feels like the best hero in the game. Um, <laughs> I, I put in like 100 hours in him in the alpha. Um, I, continue, I plan to continue to play him. Um, but that I'd say as a whole... Um, definitely a step forward in the right direction for Overwatch, and but they're still doing as much as I can praise their communication. Uh, as always, when it comes to Overwatch 2 as a concept, they're still doing a shit job at communicating it, what it is. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. It's overall negative, it seems, and a couple of good I, touching points. It's, it's always, as, as, with, as with those who actually care and keep up with Sumido, I... I say so many scathing opinions because I care. I really do. I care an immense amount about Overwatch, so. 
that's definitely in no doubt. You know, obviously on the content creator side, I always see you in the Discord, the content creator Discord, giving giving the devs feedback. So again, and it's always good that someone fulfills the Samito role in the podcast. So yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah. We, we we criticize because we care is the, is the motto behind our toxicity. So Fitzy, what about you? General feelings on the first beta. General feelings. Uh, yeah, I mean, the good news is we have the beta, so that's pretty good. Um, but, uh, you know, people obviously are frustrated that people to get in. But uh, I think the queue times were taking a little bit, and now they've sped up, so that's good. Um, the fact that we got a patch a weekend, which we kind of knew, but I guess, you know, the general public didn't know that, you know, Alpha, there were some changes, like, like it was iterating pretty quickly. So we knew that was probably going to happen, but the general public didn't know. So that's good um, that they're making changes. And then it's like, okay, it's not going to be stuck here. And this is how it's going to feel for two months because, you know, we were so used to double shield lasting for so long um, <laughs> or any meta for lasting for so long. Um, and I wouldn't say it's always the dev's job to change the meta because if you constantly are changing too quickly, then something that is like, oh, that's busted when it really it's not. Um, it's just like people didn't figure out how to play against it. Um, so overall, yeah, I mean, I'm enjoying the beta, obviously. I've been playing like 12 hours a day, if not more. Um, and there's stuff to be done. Obviously, there's bugs. Obviously, there's balance issues. You can't expect the game to be in a perfect state right away. Some of the heroes that they're not touching, they might be doing reworks on. Um, obviously, the visuals aren't there. A lot of visual things that are like, why isn't this finished? But I think overall, it's good. They're working on stuff. We're having some communication. I think this week there was kind of a little lack, or like before we got the dev blog post, there was kind of like, okay, it's live now. Tell us what's going on, kind of. But you know, if they if they give us the weekly thing, like we can expect, okay, they're not going to really respond for a week, but then we're going to get all of their thoughts. And we don't have to be like, oh no, they're not, they're not paying attention. You know, we're we're just so used to this, they're not talking to us at all <laughs> that everyone's kind of just like continuing that, oh no, they're not gonna talk to us, not gonna talk to us. So if we get used to like, okay, we don't have to panic, they're gonna tell us something at the end of the week, or you know, there's just something. Um that's that, you know, balance change isn't isn't stuck for forever. And even like removing ball, you know. There was clearly a game-breaking bug, and it immediately got fixed. Or, you know, removed temporarily and then fixed in the span of, like, two days. So, yeah, that's good. That's good. Um, yeah. It's unusual to be living in this world where we're watching it where stuff is addressed quickly. Mm-hmm. And for the people that are like, oh, why not put all the stuff in Overwatch 1? Because, um, like, why not put the Zenyatta kick in Overwatch 1? So Overwatch 1 is like balanced around the 6v6 right now. And I mean, just that's going to stay the way it is. Like they're not going to let's fix this and fix like why work on the live thing if Overwatch 2 is so soon and a lot of people have access to it. Um, I mean, I would say that anybody who really cared about future of Overwatch and didn't care about or like wanted to keep playing a new stuff like got the beta, I would say for the most part. Um, so yeah, it sucks for the people that didn't get it. You know, they missed the opportunity. But, you know, if if you were truly an Overwatch fan, like you're a pretty diehard Overwatch fan, 
either you found out or somebody found out that you're in a friend group with or whatever that got it. Um, but also just like it would take time, the developers time and in investing in Overwatch 2 away from doing that. You know, if they're trying to put the changes in both and bug mm. test them and da 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 da. So. Yeah, a lot of a lot of really interesting a lot strands. Of tangents you, there. Yeah, a lot of interesting strands that you bring up. It's either we'll we'll get to this. Just shows you there's a lot to talk about. And again, what a strange world we're living where there's a lot of rewards things to talk about. So you know we you know you mentioned bugs, you mentioned the player population, you mentioned queue times, a bunch of things. But I also know <clears throat> chats, and I know the first thing when people talk about the first video they're going to talk about is the state of supports. And so I've got again a nice spread here. I've got the support player. And they support terrorizers in a wrecking ball in a summer main. So <laughs> we've got quite the spread. But I want to take it to Evie first because you already kind of put your cards on the table a little bit. And you're definitely not alone. It feels like a large section of the support community feels like it's just not fun. They are now the tank role of Overwatch 2. You, you know, the, the anti-fun is upon them. They're getting hounded, not enough protection for them. How do you feel about supports in Overwatch 2? I mean, I guess I'll start off with that this is probably the the most concerning take that I have when it comes to support players hearing this, but I don't entirely feel like it's the worst strategy to not even address supports that much in the first beta. And that and defo like think of like the first pass of the beta was the tanks focus. What if the second beta was the support focus and the supports get the most changes in the in the second beta? And then the third beta, because we pretty much can infer that there's going to be a third one, um, which my suspicions is we're getting three volumes of the uh, anniversary event this year. I'm going to personally assess if they want to be really aggressive about the betas that we might get a beta after each uh, anniversary event uh, this year, um, which might be an interesting cadence. Also keep players continually coming back, etc. Um, and then the third beta would be the DPS focus. Um, I think that that could be their cadence and that I don't think while we will be getting support changes in this first beta, I don't think it's entirely an issue to focus, keep, continue to focus on uh, the overwhelming issues and tanks in the first one, for example. Um, and so with that being said, um, that still lends it to supports feel like shit right now. Um, and uh, Fitzy, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to poke you a little bit on this one. While you, while you do believe that a lot of aspects is like, Ah yes, this is overpowered, but in reality, it's the players not adjusting and needing to adjust over time to how to counter those things that are perceived as overpowered that becomes normal, right? I'll give a very specific aspect, and of course, as the Mercy player and the Somber player, how do you feel about it? Is It feels very difficult to peel for support that gets hacked and focused by Sombra uh, as Mercy. It feels uh, like I can't heal enough. No, I mean, it, it feels like the team turns around and shoots me, and I have to leave. It's okay. feeling like would a rough one. It's changed. It's changed over like... the past like three days. Okay. I keep going back and forth between one day will feel like she's busted, and the next day feels like I can't do anything. So okay. it's really hard to assess. Is that a me thing? Is that a team thing? Is that a quick play thing? Is that a people are playing these heroes and not really caring because it's a beta thing? So it's really hard. Mm -hmm. I think as opposed to like I'm a I'm a Hanzo. I one shot or two shot like. That's like, okay, he's really busted and you can tell, or like soldiers, like he's in every game and like he just gets consistent value. Mm -hmm. um, and it might have been because 
I'm figuring out how to do stuff and then they're figuring out how to counter it. And then I'm figuring out how to do something next level. And then they're figuring out how to... So I don't know. Um, that being said, um, like if Mercy is the target, then... No, 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 no. Like say I have a Zenyatta and I'm I mean, if you're running Zen Mercy in this meta, then that's a different story. Um, it's tough. Yeah. But... But no, I mean, like, there's a lot of Annas in every game, so, like, we'll just nade the other person, right. like, the person who's, and they, they just get bonus heals. Um, it's really hard to do just a solo Sombra thing. Now, that, the other thing I haven't, re I, like, today I've, I've purely tried to do solo queue to, like, test between, is it solo queue, is it, it how much right. value do you get with, okay, you're going in alone, and, okay, you're going with a plus one. Um... So it's hard, again, it's it's hard to say her strength right now, because I keep going between she's busted and she's... Feast or famine good. somber right now. Well, and, and again, there's there's just a lot of factors that... It's it's hard to say if it's balance, if it's quick play, if it's beta, if, it, like, if it's right. team. So, and just hero, like, if the enemy team has a Zarya, they just turn around and bubble any hack. And mm. it just completely nullifies. Your experience from the support side, though, Evie, is that you feel that it's it's a one-sided kind of affair. Um, I mean, it's it, as well. I agree. It's it's not that it's not that simple, but that I definitely feel like, um, like you know, for example, I mostly play um, Mercy Anna, and uh, you know, I'll sometimes flex to any other support. But as far as Mercy and Anna goes, it feels very inconsistent um and that 15 second sleep dart feels very fucking long huh? you have to be a lot more diligent with it um i get slept and... all the time i feel like <laughs> yeah. saves it just for me it needs to be nerfed again but no but that's <laughs> the thing is like you two are the sleep dart uh, targets like yeah. you two are the biggest high value targets so, so much um but that like it feels like especially on mercy i feel like her kit in theory, on paper, I feel like should be better in Overwatch 2, but it feels worse. It feels worse. And it feels like the reason, the, the thing that I, I've wanted to, this, this, I might go in a little bit more of a ramble here to, to get the point across, but that it feels like a 55 healing per second is like the soldier damage number. For, for uh, we, as players, we have kept up with the patch notes for a very long time, right? Mm -hmm. As us four. You know that you know that damage number on soldier has gone from eighteen to nineteen to twenty to nineteen to twenty mm. to eighteen to yeah, twenty they, and they now back to eighteen. It. This it's the same thing with mercy healing. It's a very mm. fine line with that fifty-five healing, sixty healing, or fifty healing. Um, and so makes or breaks. Yeah, and it's like sixty healing. It feels too much oftentimes. Whereas the person shooting who's getting healed, it feels like you just can't do anything. Or at fifty healing, it feels like. You're not able to mitigate any damage as the Mercy. Or at 55, it feels like it's pretty good overall. It's definitely far better than 50. But that oftentimes it feels like I'm not able to peel properly if even a stray bullet hits somebody and they're being focused on by a single person. And then it's like, if, if as my value as a player, if I can't add enough value to nullify one other person's value on the enemy team, then... Am I playing a good character? Like, I don't know if that's the 
a good way to look at it. But if I can't add the same value as one other person on the enemy team, then it feels like I should be playing a different character, mm -hmm. right? And so I have a crackhead suggestion that um, that I want to pass by you all. Let me find it. Somebody DM'd me it recently. Yes, yeah. So what if um, what if mercy healing? So first of all, uh, thirty damage uh, percentage go down to twenty five percent because I acknowledge that that's really that's really powerful. Um, but what if the healing went from fifty five healing per second to twenty five uh, percent health healing per second, except for tanks at twelve point five, so half. So to give some example numbers, that would make tracer healing per second at thirty seven point five, a two hundred HP character at five fifty uh, per second, two hundred fifty HP character at sixty two point five per second. 300 HP, so Bastion, uh, 75 per second. But then because of tanks, with that scaling down of half the percentage, Zarya would be 59 per second, a 600 HP tank would be 75 per second, and a 700 HP tank is 87.5 per second. So my initial question would be then, is that not less healing for the 200 HP targets that you feel are getting yes. killed too quickly? But that would change the focus of what Mercy does. And I think that would be okay. Because what Mercy is now, she's not a she's not a character meant to be assisting the tanks. But it feels miserable to be healing a Roadhog for 15 seconds to topple up. Mm -hmm. That's oh, a so long. Let me take a moment to say a comment from the chat. My eyes yeah. are glazing over at hearing all these numbers. And I think that is something that Blizzard will not do simply because of that. I think the complexity of it. I think I was yeah. only glazing over those numbers to give you an example of the differences. Um, and the, with that being said, it's basically saying it's shifting her value from being a pocket to lower HP characters to being somebody who has a lot more thought and in, put into, you know, putting a, like healing 55 per, per second on a tracer is a lot more value than 55 per second on a tank. Right, and it shifts her ability to feel like the value is more even across the cast. And so, while fifty-five has a different value perception depending on who you're healing, right? And so, this would mean that it doesn't feel like I'm wasting my time healing a tank versus pocketing because right now it feels like my role is to pocket a low HP character, and it she's not even that good at it right now. I would argue. Mm -hmm. In your arguments to make Mercy better, or to just to scale better with like healing the tanks, so you're it not would as... it would allow her to be a much more flexible, like it would it would enable Mercy plus Zen or Mercy plus Brig type of comps a lot more because yeah, she's because in a you could fill up those tanks a lot faster. Yes, in a sense. Yes, and I feel like the percentage value though still makes it to where you can focus down the tank pretty easily, right? Mm -hmm. And so with that being said, uh, that idea, I'm not saying we should go with that, but I'm saying it gives you an idea of I'm willing to perceive Mercy to shifting positions in the class. But the issue is that I don't, I have so many ideas for, Bl uh, for Blizzard when it comes to Mercy that they could do. But the issue comes down to they want to keep her as a simple hero. But I think that's what ho is holding her back in being a good character in Overwatch 2. Yeah, like 
like think of uh I'll I'll just give an example to then let somebody else chime in of Arissa. Arissa was perceived as a pretty simple hero in Overwatch One. They completely changed her kit. But the question becomes, are they capable or willing to do that for Mercy in Overwatch Two? Yeah, and I think there's so much there's so much to talk about that, but I do want to first take it to my man Beaver, who hasn't had too much to say. And just generally, Beaver, you can either feedback on the Mercy stuff or just your perception of how supports have felt when you're playing up against them. You said you mostly play tank and DPS. Mm. Have you felt like they're noticeably weaker in Overwatch 2 than they are in Overwatch 1? I've felt it's a lot easier to to dive them as ball. Like, m most engages go, um, you know, the opposing tank, he's either with his team or he's diving in, and I go into their back line, and I'm just onto, onto their supports. And it's to chime in on what EVA said, like a maybe a Mercy Zen comp. It's just you just kill the Mercy or Zen, and it's pretty simple as a tank. It's like a killing support simulator for me, at least Wrecking Ball. And then like it can be tough sometimes with like hard stuns provided from the supports. Let's say like Ana, or like you know, perhaps peeled by another tank like Zarya can be an issue. You know, Diva. But I find you know supports. Definitely, I find myself frustrated sometimes with the passive that they have received, and I think they could look at that a little bit more. And I've seen a lot Do of takes on one Twitter. Is too fast. I think it is. I think it's a bit too fast. Like, like imagine, you know, because it because it changes the breakpoint slightly. Yeah. With lower class, or you know, you know, people that can't hit the hit the shots as well as everybody else. So pretend you're playing Cass, and it and it changes that threshold. Where like you hit two shots and then you can't you miss two and then she heals up and then you would have gotten that kill previous but not anymore because that threshold has been you know yeah. changed by the health gain. It's it's almost like even just reloading they're gonna get yeah five, it, 10, you get 15, punished 18. so much like when I reload his wrecking ball very long reload it's hard to get in you know yep, yeah exactly I yeah I have thoughts on that there but... needs to be there needs to be definitely some changes to, towards that. I don't know how what direction to take it, but it doesn't feel too positive as a player dealing with that passive, and it's a bit confusing sometimes, you know, you know, dealing with that. Maybe it's just new feature and everything, but you know, to boil it all down, tanks feel pretty strong into supports, but also supports feel like they're your biggest counter as well. Like you know, Anna, I'm gonna point her out. She was very strong. She got touched, but her nade was very strong previous, and the sleep is very strong. You know, I can, and I feel other tanks can beef tanks too. So, well, and comparing an Overwatch one tank to an Overwatch two tank is going to be like naturally they're going to be better against supports because yeah, all of them got are a lot stronger. Mm -hmm. yeah. Less all stuns, of them got, less peel. Yeah, but but all of them got more like a buff, like more HP, mm -hmm. more armor. The armor's better. Um, armor's extremely strong, but. Not not part of supports. No, but yeah, your, your survivability saying, in the fight tanks, is longer. Tanks are yeah. tankier. They're they're hundred percent. Yeah. And just before we go back to Evie, because I know Evie has a lot of thoughts, and I'm keen to get right into them as well with Evie. But before we do, Fitzy, like you kind of said, you felt it's kind of varied game to game how you feel as the DPS player trying to kill the kill the supports. But in the games where you felt there's perhaps an equal skilled opponent so you know we played some pugs together and stuff where there are some very good players on enemy team how's it felt for you in terms of gauging the power levels do you agree with the sentiment that supports are generally too weak in overwatch 2 
Uh, no. Um, I think that... So, if we get... Not to go back to, like, Season 2 of Overwatch 1, but <laughs> Overwatch 1 has obviously evolved over time. And, you know, at the time of dive comp, it was like, you both dive the other supports, or you counter-dive. Like, that's how it worked. The supports were the high-priority target. They're still the high-priority target. There's less shields, so they're since they're the target you want to kill, and there's less shields they're naturally going to die more. Um, and so I think supports have gone from this like, oh, we like die the same, it's pretty even, you know, the shield's broke and I randomly died, oh well. Um, to now it's like, they're they're the prime target and that that's just how it's going to go. Um, even though the supports die, it doesn't mean you necessarily lose the fight. Um, so yeah, I think making them stronger would just... Not to say that they don't need to be stronger in some capacity, but um yeah, I don't I don't know that they're, like that's necessarily a problem, I guess. To be clear, I don't think there's a single case of any support where I would just want to flat out buff. I think most cases I want their value shifted across their kit. So yeah, I mean let, let's quickly get into that. Cause again, I have so many follow-up questions for all of you, but let's quickly get into that, Evie, where you kind of because what you're suggesting with Mercy, I mean, you know, we Mercy and just all the Overwatch characters, such a big rework has huge ramifications that we can't really objectively be like, that. this is what it would do without also having some playtest experience. But what's interesting about your suggestion is that it changes the emphasis of what kind of hero Mercy is. From being someone who is more effective pocketing the smaller HP targets to now being someone who's flexible across the board in many ways, very useful as a single target tank healer in a one tank world. So is that the kind of thing that you want to see in support? Like, do you feel the support role needs a shift in emphasis in Overwatch 2 to kind of come into line with it, the way tanks often have done? Or or what? what is your general feeling? I feel like synergies in, in general could be considered a... But obviously you can't really consider a synergy on a character and then just think of every single hero across the cast, right? Mm -hmm. um, which is why I think the percentage thing makes it very interesting because there is so many different... HPs in the game right now. I mean, Zenyatta just went 225, which is wild to think about considering he launched at 150, which I think is one of the strongest examples in the game of the game has just shifted so much. You know, he was 150 for years before release, you know, like before release and shortly after. Like, he was 150 for a very long time, and that was considered effectively fine. Huh? And now we're at the point where he's seen as needing 225, which just emphasizes the lack of barriers versus being the dive target versus peeling etc um and i would say i'm gonna i'm gonna poke on that aspect of mercy's not a main heal <sighs> why why not <laughs> like why can't she be right it's almost like mm -hmm. a am i am i stuck in the season two am i am i the problem because mercy used to be considered a main heal right you know at, at launch, he was time. the only now main heal. Like yeah, and and I'm and I don't think being a pocket enabler is healthy for the game. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's healthy for the game, and I don't think it's healthy for Mercy. I don't um, like going personally against very pocketed, you know, DPS players. Oh yeah, it's miserable. Mm -hmm. It's miserable, miserable for everybody on the enemy team to play against a Mercy that's being pocket mindset. <laughs> which, frankly, I. You know, even when I want to pocket a duo hard, I don't because I know the value on, I'd argue, this is something that I think many Mercies don't think about is like the 
the mindset oftentimes shouldn't be enable the carry. The mindset oftentimes is find the weakest link on your team and make sure that they're not the weakest link anymore. Mm -hmm. Prop them up. Yeah. And so like that kind of that kind of mindset I feel like is missing. And I feel like her kit could uh, has a potential to enable more play styles like that. That isn't really feeling possible in Overwatch 2. But I think the broader point of I think supports in general have like Baptiste as an example is he was designed to be like that AOE character, which was good when you wanted to play like comps that are more grouped up. But simply having that one less character and so many different fights are so much more often. Your tank is fucking out there while you're while the rest like while you have like three people in the back and one person flanking. That that drastically reduces the value of Baptiste, right? Um, of that AOE healing. And that's an mm -hmm. example of like all right, does he need a slightly shift up? He gets a bonus heal for direct hits. Should they take away direct hits and make it more as long as you hit the AoE at all? Now that now that they they focus, they put more value into the direct hit because they wanted to take away the AoE value because it was so strong, right? Mm -hmm. Like, do we need to reassess that? You know, that kind of like reevaluating past decisions is a huge focus on like things I want to suggest. And like I'll finish up by saying you three have seen the amount that I posted in the uh, creator discord. You might have seen a gigantic patch list suggestion that I gave of just reevaluating past decisions. Because think of all the changes in Overwatch 1 that now just would not make sense if they were made in Overwatch 2. Mm -hmm. The simplest example being, should Zarya Bubble negate knockback now? She's a tank. She should be able to support her team and like utilize her bubble to negate knockback but yet she can't because they took that away like four years ago mm -hmm. right that's just a single example of that's a change that i feel like would make obvious sense in overwatch 2 but made sense at the time for overwatch 1 well right? and they've done that with the most recent ball change right exactly uh, i walked which, back on that one which, which i think the most recent balance patch is the most promising balance patch I've ever seen in Overwatch history. Whoever, like it, that surely was not just Jeff Goodman on that patch. Like I, I, I respect Jeff Goodman, but clearly it was not just him. These, these, this patch was so Got some creative. Fresh lines on it. Exactly, so creative. Touched on so many different aspects. This most recent patch is so incredibly promising. And it makes me extremely excited. I see the white screens, faces. Yeah, I'm just gonna try. I'm in fact <laughs> gonna pull up the patch because I think it makes sense to uh, actually discuss it. But I want to take it to Beaver. Ooh. Beaver, do you want to feedback anything that Evie has said, particularly with regards to the feeling of supports, the idea of like a pocket heal and and moving? You know, is the frustration of fighting someone who's getting pocket healed is that something that needs to go? And more generally, the idea of reevaluating things that we've d done in the past because I think that's one thing. I've certainly been critical of the devs of in the past is that they tend to not revert things that they've done at a point in time. Like in the past, if they make mm -hmm. a change and then the community is like, this is a bad change, rather than usually just dial it back, they try to go a third third thing and then they change the third thing. And it creates yeah, this cascading like effect. They always have to add something to it. Mm -hmm. So how do you feel about See, this idea? That's how I felt about it. Like um, where, why don't they feel like they can ever walk back on things like EVA? said where you know they they did with this ball change and that's been one of my favorite changes you know 
to the patch so far, you know, because old ball <laughs> just felt really nice with how far he knocked back things and how it should be. But and then they nerfed him. But I want to see definitely more uh, more changes like that um, to like the mercy pocket thing or how how it would change. I like that idea, but I'm like curious to see how it would play out in game. You know, not saying. Yeah. Mm -hmm anything but i like those type of ideas where they should you know change the core fundamentals of a hero and not feel like you know they're trapped in a box and they could can be creative with things and feel like they can go back on things and just you know i feel like they can be a lot more uh just open about ideas and you know go back to old things and that's about my thoughts Fitzy, what do you feel firstly with that idea of dialing back? And do you agree with EVA's assessment that this is perhaps the most promising patch Overwatch has ever released? I'm just pulling it up here. So I'll actually just quickly go through it if you don't mind. So a change to Sojourn's uh, Railgun Alt Fire. So the projectile width has been increased a little bit. So it's a bit more forgiving. Because I know a lot of people complained that it didn't feel like it was hitting when it was hitting. And the power slide cooldowns reduced to help with her mobility. Soldier... Uh, they've reduced his damage from 20 to 18 per shot on the pulse rifle and they brought the sprint movement down from 50 to 10 percent to now help be in line with the dps passive tactical visor now allows for critical hits if a shot would have been critical outside his ultimate this is actually something i remember i spoke to jake about like two years ago as a thing where he was like tack visor is actually bad because if you're good you can actually do more without the tack visor so this is a nice change and no longer removes the damage fall off Sombra, which this one I'm sure fits you have thoughts on, the movement speed reduced from 65 to 50. Roadhog, uh, the ability, this is a real radical think around of how Roadhog's ability works. So rather than the channeled ultimate, it's now transformed. There has been a minor bug with this one where people have been able to like macro <laughs> the whole hog. So he just constantly comes on and off and it's just insane amounts of damage. But once they fix that, this is a real interesting rethink. Uh, Winston's Sniper Monkey now costs much less ammo, so you can use it much more. Uh, Wrecking Ball, his knockback increases, uh, Beaver was talking about. So now actually you can do like the double boops and the triple boops that you guys love to do. And Zarya's Graviton duration is reduced because there's less counters now to Graviton Surge. Lucio's self-healing penalty is increased, so amount he heals himself is reduced, essentially, because obviously he's been a bit of a demon and a terror uh, to fight one-on-one. -on -one. Baps... Uh, healing ammo is increased and so is Ana. So again, allowing them to heal more effectively in a fight. And then the biotic grenade duration is reduced with the feeling that uh, the anti-native Ana was too strong. And of course, perhaps the most amusing change is the Zenyatta new passive snap kick, which allows him to boot people further than the Lucio boop, which is quite interesting. And his health increase, as EVA talked about, and shield bash knockback doubled. So... With those patches or those changes in mind, Fitzy, do you think this is a really good patch? And do you agree with the sentiment that maybe they should rethink older changes? So even Sojourn, if you guys remember the alpha changes. Um, I remember that. Which I think we're allowed to talk about, right? Yes, yes. <laughs> I, yeah, I would um, say we are discouraged from talking about specifics, but I think talking about specifics in this case is apt. Yeah. Well, I so, think a lot of people have already leaked is what I'm saying, exactly what was wrong in the alpha. So you can go ahead, Fitzy. But pretty much both of Sojourn's changes are going back on, you know, going yeah, in between numbers. So, and if there's any time to do more extreme changes, um, like the beta is the time for launch. Um, 
and let's say like soldier instead of being like let's go to 20 to 19 okay let's go to 20 to 18 or 18 19 to 18 you know going over and then being like okay it's trash let's bring it back to 19 and then it's like wait that's too much go back to 18 um yeah i think i think walking back is good that they should be doing um because then you can like hey let's test this okay that either made him busted or didn't do enough okay we can change this one number instead of just adding another thing adding another thing adding a um so yeah i think i think the walking back is good um and it's something that we'll continue to see um can i just take a moment remember when anna was le was released she had six bullets now she has yep. 15 her fire rate was slower and she had six bullets <laughs> yeah it was it was crazy i think she did have more healing at one time though but anyways she, uh, I just, yeah it's been a while but um and things like Zenyatta's HP, I mean, there were there were a few times today where like the extra 25 HP where I'm like, oh, see, I would have killed him there. Um, that the HP affects way more than the passive, in my opinion. Um, but what were we talking about? The whether or not this was a great patch. Uh, yeah, I think it is a good so? patch. You know, the game's been out for a week in terms of the beta playing it. Soldier was clearly the highest, you know, threat or whatever. Um, and they nerfed him whether or not it's going to be enough whatever um but obviously the game has changed a lot and even the i mean the damage walk back um going for 20 to 18 like you guys have said earlier going from 20 to 18 to 19 to 18 to whatever it's it's changed so much um and that's due to the meta and big changes in the meta um and do you so agree yeah with kind of evie's, evie's wider point because you know again the wider point that evie's making is that maybe we should just rethink things a lot more in terms of support potentially. And, and you, you know, I'm sure you, when you're playing summer particularly or any other character, cause I know you play more than just summer if it's E, but when you're, when you're particularly dueling a character, things like a pocket healer are a huge shift, right? It's, it's, it makes a world of difference between being able to kill. Oh, and absolutely. Kill the, the, the solo kill potential of Sombra, like one V oneing, like if Sombra goes to one V one, AKA spawn, kill somebody, because that's the only time you can truly 1v1 them. Um, she is so much better in Overwatch 2 than Overwatch 1. Um, just because you have the wall hacks, Cassidy doesn't stun, you get the bonus damage, obviously. Um, you know, and the break point from being able to one-clip somebody is so much better. Um, so anyways, Pocket Healer, yeah, it's it's... It is difficult to kill someone who's pocketed as Sombra, obviously. It's as difficult as anybody. Even Tracer got her damage nerfed. Um, repeat the question again, sorry. Well, do you just <laughs> feel like there should be a, uh, a, you know, a sort of rethink of supports in many ways, the way that um, Evie's suggesting so, for Mercy? So as it was said before, how, you know, this seemed like more of a tank patch and whatnot, um, and kind of see where, you know, the tanks clearly removing one tank is going to shift the game a lot how the game is played, how it's balanced, that's naturally going to happen. So trying to move where we're buffing all these tanks, we're adding all of these changes, we've got two reworked tanks, or, you know, Doomfist is a pretty much new tank, and then trying to throw in support changes as well, you're going to be like, well, does that tank terrible because supports got changed? Or, you know, they're, they're trying to change... The one big aspect that's getting changed which is the tanks and then see how the balance is there and then move accordingly 
Because if you move too many variables, you can't tell, was this change good because something else changed? You know, you're not, you're not isolating the change and seeing how it fits into the game. So do I think that they will take a look at supports and kind of rework how they work? Yes, it just takes time. And I think that, yes, the next beta would be something where they've taken the time to go, okay, the tanks are looking good. We've got them balanced. You know, they didn't even change Doomfist or Orisa on this patch, which is shocking, but I believe <laughs> it was said, at least somebody in chat said something, where um, they didn't want to change it because they wanted to take time to see how it worked, see how they're playing out as people learn to play with and against and counter and blah, blah, blah. To give it time to adjust. But they gave that information. You know, they're not just like, we think Orisa's in a great spot. They're like, hey, we're not touching that because we just want to see how it plays out. So just give us some time. We're, we're, we're watching it. We're watching. We're paying attention. We're not just ignoring it. Um, so I think that's what they're doing as supports once the tanks are kind of stabilized a little bit. Mm -hmm. And is that kind of newfound communication to some extent negating your fears, Evie? Because you kind of said that yourself. You're like, I think they're going to do supports later. Or do you still feel like a little bit I really hope they've got something in mind that they haven't said yet. I'm more patient than most players. Um, if I was the average, <laughs> if, if if I was the average player, I would be fucking livid right now. Supports are to the average player. Supports are dog shit. Mm -hmm. But I think that I have faith. I have a lot of faith in developers that they acknowledge it. They understand. They're they're testing the waters. They're they're waiting it out. They're. They, they have things in mind. They've confirmed that they have things in mind for supports. Maybe big changes, maybe additions. I think the Zenyatta edition is a singular example of what, what we potentially could see to come for other supports of them being more creative about seeing what they need touched up on in, in Overwatch 2 and that giving them time to develop them, test them, iterate on them internally before going to a beta environment. Um, I just have faith in them and that we have like we have two more betas. Come on, people. Like we got time, you know, <laughs> before release. And you know, the betas. That's why we're here. We are here to test and suggest and iterate and etc. As long as they're iterating, that's all I can hope for. If they weren't iterating, that's when I would be concerned. Mm -hmm. And so, I have faith that the supports will get the time that they need. Uh, um, and that's why I'm not really stressing about it. But I will say, for example. I've maybe only played 15 hours of the beta. Maybe. Maybe max. Mm -hmm. um, but in the alpha, I played 135, maybe more. Like, I played a shit ton in the alpha, and but that that 110-ish of it was Soldier, because just Mercy was just not fun to play. Mm -hmm. And then that didn't help that on the alpha launch, Mercy was just super fucking bugged for three days. Yeah, which, for those who don't... Even work. Yeah, for those who don't know, the chain beams just didn't work, which is like the point of her ult <laughs> so it's just like it was like a chain reaction just like there's i just do not have the motivation to play the beta but i have a lot of i have a lot of faith in it i think they're doing good and mm -hmm. i think that supports will get their time to to get the the tlc they need yeah i mean there's been a lot of these little kind of bugs where things don't work or things that they said in a patch are not actually the way they are i think i've seen that like the junk rat mm -hmm. trap that was supposed to do more damage still does the same amount of damage that it, you know, doesn't Overwatch 1. So, of course, that is the part of, that's the beta part, right? And I think 
it's interesting, a wider topic that we, we may touch on if you guys want to, is just the idea of how even a beta is received these days. Because I think we've seen different examples of how a beta is handled, particularly, for example, the Valorant beta, where they released a very public beta in that sense. You know, everybody watching could get the chance of getting a key, lots more people playing, and lots more of a game that resembled its final version. Whereas what we're getting now is... Def most definitely feels like a beta, right? It's like things that haven't been worked out, things that are yet to be touched, that need to be touched and will be touched. Lots of bugs, lots of, you know, little things that are clearly placeholders. So how have you felt about a lot of criticisms that have been labeled? I'm going to take this to Beaver first. How do you feel about the criticisms that have been labeled at the Overwatch 2 beta that it essentially just feels like Overwatch 1.1, I think is what Donkey referred to it as in his video. Yeah, I watched Dunkey's video. Um, you know, a couple couple takes I didn't agree with. I mean, I get his disappointment, but I think he's viewing it uh, from a different light. I think, of course, he's viewing it like the Valorant beta. You know, I might be coming at it way too positively, though, you know, since I got to play the alpha. And, you know, I've been enjoying the beta since the alpha, and I've just been playing beta every day it's more fun than overwatch one and anna can you repeat the question again i got a little bit lost well i mean do you just feel like it's the expectations are wrong or do you feel like the beta doesn't have enough because if the idea is that it's it's again it's just overwatch I 1. Think 1. The expectations are wrong i think mm -hmm. um overwatch how they did it is they tried to drop it like a Valorant beta where when people got access to the Valorant beta they had a very polished beta where I wouldn't argue that that's not an internal beta that that's was something they really wanted to show public it was a you know good beta that they were very confident about and they're ready to push I think Overwatch they try to do the what Valorant did but the beta they pushed was you know an actual beta so people got the beta and they were like this isn't you know what they expected you know so those are my thoughts about it, that you think, people's yeah. expectations were a bit too far off. And with Blizzard doing it how they did Valorant, maybe, people's expectations, they just expected more from the beta after waiting for so long, too. You know, with the label of Overwatch 2, I feel like just people expected a lot more, maybe more heroes, you know, more than what they got. Hey guys, SCB here. Just going to quickly interrupt this episode of the Group Up Podcast to say that if you're enjoying this content, then please do consider signing up for my Patreon to support me directly. It's really amazing because it allows me to keep making content like this carefree, regardless of how many views Overwatch does or doesn't get. I know no one likes sellout ads, but chances are if you've listened till this far in, then you're at least somewhat enjoying the content. So please do consider at least leaving a like, a subscribe, and a comment underneath the video on YouTube. It really does help. But that's it for me. Now back to the discussion. Fitzy, do you agree with that assessment that people's expectations were too high? Yeah. Um, not necessarily too high, but... Um, yeah, the definition of beta in today's gaming world is just far different than it was, you know, 10 years ago. Um, mm -hmm. We know that this beta is... There's going to be this beta, then the next beta, then the next beta, then maybe another beta. And then there'll be the release. And this is like the, we're almost there, but there's lots of things that aren't polished. Um, 
but like doesn't mean that you know all of a sudden we're gonna get it's not gonna be like oh somber got the visual rechange and mercy got the visual rechange and that's it and the next time we'll add right like it's gonna be like boom everyone has a visual rechange that clearly like we saw the end game of last september when they showed somber's rework that clearly is in some environment that it's done but it's not ready for live probably because it doesn't work with every single skin and whatever um and i you know i don't i'm not i'm not saying that all of a sudden blizzard you know next beta every single visual rework is going to be in the game but this could look very different from the next one not saying that they're like this is all the progress we've made and we're going to slowly keep like they're probably really really far along in terms of the visual reworks or other changes or heroes or support changes doesn't mean that they don't have it done it means that they're just like not ready for the public to see that part or whatever um yeah and and the in terms of the polish that blizzard typically brings to games like overwatch one for the most part i mean yeah there's bugs and stuff but like it's pretty consistent in terms of there's not just some random thing that happens well every game this one bug happens and it's been in the game for a year and they still haven't done now there might be like this one i don't know <laughs> Sober had a lot of bugs over the years and whatever <laughs> but like they all got resolved eventually um and you know other games might kind of just like you play the game with it having a bug in the game um and that's just how it goes uh so if i were to compare like not to throw dead by daylight under the bus but clearly the game's been launched for a long time and it just repeatedly gets all these crazy bugs and you're just like how did this get in the game <laughs> and what like it's just very your your playing experience varies so much as opposed to Overwatch 1, like, you know what you're getting into. The bugs that show up are, like, pretty minimal um, because it's a very polished game. And they both got released about the same time. Um, so that being said, Overwatch is, or Blizzard's beta is like, hey, there's bugs, but it will be done. Like, that will all get resolved for the most part um, into a finished product of what is considered live. As opposed to, and I, I don't know, I have not played Valorant enough to know whether or not bugs are in the game or whatever. Um, but yeah, their beta was probably like, hey, we've done pretty much most of the testing, but we want, you know, if they, even if, even Here's if, our new game. That, <laughs> even if Valorant had like a hundred testers to test all of the, but they're not going to find everything. There's just the, the capacity between a hundred testers and a million testers is just like, even when they're not trying, they're going to find stuff that like, oh, I never would have tried to do that. And the same thing with with uh, with Blizzard, where, you know, clearly players are going to to, to min-max stuff. And when you're trying to go as fast as you can, there's going to be bugs that like, Roadhog, you can put in a macro and shoot. A, like, they didn't test that. That's just something that like, they put in the change. Race this is macro. the change we want. We kind of tested it, but we had a weak turnaround. They can't test it that fast. It's just you're gonna miss stuff. Um, well, even even for example, the recent discovery that someone made in Overwatch One that the Mercy you could you know what was that motor wheel that you could have to the beam so that you could yeah, flick between yeah. like that's like six years in someone was like yeah I can do this so there will always be bugs to your point, Fitzy. But I guess the idea that's is that not even a bug and it wasn't fully effective and like people overblew it and like my well, idea being that people can find weird little you know kinks here or there but the idea at least what fitzy i think you're saying is that 
Overwatch has been pretty quick to deal with them. My my point, my major point was that a beta for Blizzard is very different from a beta for another game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Blizzard, this is not close to the finished product. Um, whereas Valorant was very close to the finished product. Um, can and I, I mean, you can, even, you can even look at, one second, you can even look at the Overwatch 1 beta was very different from when Overwatch launched. I did not get to play much of the beta, but I'm sure lots of things changed. I guess I guess that's not a good point because I didn't really get to play it to get the, the first hand experience. Shield. But <laughs> Bastion needs to have a shield. Yeah, but he's gone through so much. But yeah, I would say the expectation of what a beta is nowadays is very different. They, I mean, if they, but if Blizzard did not release a lot of the beta like do a mass drop like Valorant did like hey lots of people if you want to play it you can literally play it you just have to watch for four hours you get it if they didn't do that the amount of people that would be pissed off because they're like I've been playing Overwatch 1 waiting for this and we finally get it and I don't get to play it and so they kind of had to do that yeah. if and the same thing like if it was like oh it's just streamers and da, 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 and it's like wow this is bullshit so they were kind of cornered into like hey we want to get stuff out there so you guys have it it's not done, but people were like, this isn't done. This, there's nothing new. And it's like, yeah, that's what we said. But <laughs> you didn't really take it that way. So it's hard. It's hard because it is a sequel, but like, and also the fact that the Overwatch 2 portion is the PVE and there's nothing to show for that yet. Not to say that there's nothing done, but that's something that like, they're not going to be like, hey, here's one episode of you can pay three missions like they're going to release the whole thing and that's that's going to be a finished product there's going to probably be very little beta for that um not to say there's not going to be beta for it but obviously if you're like hey here's this story like here's the breath of the wild beta let's mass release that to everybody oh hey we're going to release the real game no one's going to buy it they already played the game and beat it it. (laughs) so yeah very different data perspectives Mm-hmm. And I want to take this to Evie because I think it was a point that Evie alluded to earlier. And Beaver spoke about the general public; their expectations were different; they were a little bit warped. Is that a Blizzard fault, Evie? Because you said you've talked about like the communication around the whole thing has been very confusing. So is that is that Blizzard's fault? I think the biggest issue in all of this is that, and you can pay attention to the breadcrumbs of phrasings. It's pretty clear that Blizzard didn't know what Overwatch 2 was from a marketing standpoint until like December of last year. You can tell they hadn't finalized things since December. And so like the aspects of of stuff like the fact okay, for example, the fact that the people who have their ear to the ground, we all know Overwatch 1 is updating to Overwatch 2. Overwatch 2 is not a separate game. You know, we all know Overwatch 1 going to go poof. You will not be able to play Overwatch 1 anymore. We've known that since late 2019. But the they Blizzard is reluctant to even mention that. Ever. And by reluctant, I mean they haven't mentioned it since. But yet that's such a pivotal... Like, do you think the criticism... I, I, I have so much to say, but I want to open it for this specific question. Do you think this criticism of the Overwatch 2 beta would be even remotely the same if they just made it very clear that, yo, y'all are getting this for free. Literally every single person playing it 
means you own a copy and you're getting it for free. I think I the do. problem with them saying that is the fact that we were like, well, why don't we have it now? It why, is. Why did, Absolutely. Why have, why have we not had changes this whole time? And that's why they're not saying it. Which is, it's, you know, like they're... they're but they got to be honest. They're going to have to say it eventually. And they want to say it when they're like, here, here it is. When they have yes. like the game ready yeah. and they're like, oh, oh, sorry about all that, all, all that stuff, though. <laughs> but yeah, here's an awesome product. And that's just like the unfortunateness with both management and COVID of like, oh, COVID. Overwatch 2 probably would have been out in totality like six months ago, if not for both of those. Mm -hmm. They've they've wasted months of dev time because of poor management. They've they've had to they've probably lost six plus months of dev time because of COVID. Like they they lost so and then also the 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 thing that's not being uh, spoken about as en enough either is just because of I want to say drama, but it's not drama. It is like serious corporate serious issues. Um, it, be, because of the surrounding of that. Blizzard is bleeding employees constantly. And so people that were already in charge of certain things, a new person is brought on, has to learn the ins and outs, and then they can start getting into the flow of actually doing things. Mm -hmm. That all of those things added up, we would have had the game in totality six months ago, in my opinion. I and think... uh, Go ahead, Evie. Finish your point, finish your point. Yeah, so it's like, with this all in mind, because of the delays... They made the right decision to split it up, but because they're still calling it Overwatch 2, because it is Overwatch 2, there's so many underlying changes that the game feels completely different. Like, let's be honest, the, the game feels completely different in so many ways. But that's just, like, the unfortunateness, but they need to just be honest about it and continue the honesty about it, because otherwise, right now, it's basically this, this beta is them bringing us along for the iterative, iterative process. That's what it is. And so because people don't understand that this is being brought along for the iterative process, they expect what we're playing right now. This could, uh, this will go, this is what we're going to be playing. No, this is probably, we're probably going to view what we're playing right now as a different game compared to two betas from now. So. Yeah. No, I, th I think what's really fascinating about this, and you, you know, you've all made some really great points, and you particularly there, Evie, like, I think what's fascinating about this is that we're kind of watching a blizzard that's metamorphing. Like, we're in the... I was going to be scientific, but why not use Pokemon? This is the evolution from a Caterpie to... A, like, we're in the Metapod state. Eventually, we'll get to Butterfree. Not like those are based on real animal things anyways. Um, <laughs> where, in the past, Blizzard have often been completely closed-mouthed, and it's like, you kind of get the final product and that's it. And, you know, they have a very cold, let's say, attitude towards particularly content creators and communication openly in general. What we've seen in the last maybe six months, 12 months, certainly in the time of Andy, the new committee manager, since his arrival, and don't know if it's all down to him or if there's been an internal change as well. Maybe Aaron deserves some of the credit for the shift in strategy. But now we're seeing a lot more of a communicative dev team where they are a lot more open they do make dev blogs and i think most importantly they are owning up to their mistakes like you know aaron most tangibly comes out and says we're sorry like i think those are words that probably top of the blizzard pr list of like a do not say in the past like do not say you're sorry just say you know just waffle it around dance around the thing and forget it ever happened mm -hmm. 
So Aaron coming around saying, we're sorry. And then even in this latest dev blog where they're like, yeah, we've understood that these things are underperforming. Not really phrases that are associated with classic Blizzard uh, PR talk. But what's interesting is that sometimes you still see remnants of stuff come come from that past Blizzard and still needs to be dragged out. And I think this lack of communication around the monetization model is one of them where it's like, clearly, as Evie said, that I don't think the devs have known for as long as Overwatch has been announced what it would be. I think when Jeff came out and said, we're going to redefine the sequel, I think he's redefined what that meant himself. Like, you know, the team has redefined what redefining meant five times over. And clearly they had, they had to come out and say, look, we couldn't deliver the PvE as quickly as we thought, so we're, we're decoupling it from the PvP. But even now, I think, I don't know if they're 100% exactly sure how they want to, like, output Overwatch 2, which is why I think they haven't just come mm, out and said it's free to play. Like say... they. They, I think the the confirmation of the multiple betas, the three um, anniversary events, I think the start of this year was them. They know. They know how They know how the PvP beta is launching. They have the Well, they know it's going to be free to play, but there's a lot of nuances in that, I think, that we're not... I don't... Well, we're they not might privy be... To. Hmm? We're not privy to. No, we're not privy to, but I... My feeling... Okay, let, let me put it that way. My feeling is that I think they're like maybe 90, 95% sure. I think there's still a lot of things to work out about how precisely... Because free, free to play doesn't answer all the questions. Well, how do heroes work? Is it a battle pass? Is it a League of Legends system where you buy heroes that release? Is it some third system? Because Blizzard often like to do the Blizzard way where they're like, we have a, a new idea on what free to play means. So that can, you know, or is it PvE pay, pay to play and everything else is free? So point being they've clearly been making decisions on the fly while pretending to be kind of like we you know we're keeping our cars in the chest because we're not prepared to talk about it whereas whereas what i think has been going on is a lot of like should we do this uh, actually <laughs> the community's not feeling too hot about this let's change tact so anyways my long ramble was to say that i think we're watching that kind of emphasis of a blizzard that's shifting to being a bit more communicative but there's still things where they're not fully transparent about maybe like the reason we haven't told you guys is this, this, this. Why? That's why I haven't told you. Because like, you know, Fitzy said, like, if they told everyone there was free to play now, people would be like, well, why did you abandon us for three years? This could have been all a patch kind of thing. But have you been generally... a lot of people keep coming in and asking is, you know, so what are we getting with the $60 or whatever it is? And it's like, it's free. And they're like, well, is it different? It's the same. And it's like, well, yeah, it's the first beta. So like, <laughs> good thing yeah, a little I mean, bit. The fact that we're getting, they've already confirmed we're going to get more content throughout the betas. New heroes, new maps, new looks, new features, new, like, the, the betas are already confirming so much. But I think uh, another specific point is John Spector got brought onto the role of being able to steer the ship, per se, manage, like, like not marketing, but how the game is actually going to be a thing. When John Spector got on, it was very clear that a lot of decisions started to be made. And I think that that is an example of somebody being brought on for a role and changes being made. And we're starting to see the light of that, right? Yeah, 100%. But uh, in terms of generally, do you feel like the communication has been better, Bieber? Like, do you feel like it has been a shift in approach? Um. Definitely recently, 
ever since they've been picking up and ever since like really the alpha a little bit before that too. Um, ever since then, I felt like, uh, the multiple, like, I'm not sure how much we're allowed to talk about. Maybe we'll stray back, but, um, I just feel like it's been a lot more communicative, you know, we're able to talk to them, give our feedback and actually see that feedback listened to. Cause there was a lot of, we, we always been given feedback about this game, you know, not maybe directly to them, but we've always been putting our voices out there. But to actually see that feedback listened to and then put into the game and then, like, see it play out, it felt really nice to see that and feel that. So as long as they can keep that up throughout these three betas and not only just listen to content creators but the community as a whole, I would really like to see that. So definitely better on the communication because, you know, they used to be completely, you know, not communicative at all. They would just do their, um, Jeff would come on and do his, uh, talks, but then those stopped and then there was no communication at all. So definitely happier with what we've been seeing lately. And Fitzy, is there any area where you still feel like you want answers where you're like, I wish they would kind of open up about this. Uh, I mean, I think they're being very careful of what they're saying, but they're saying stuff. And so it's just a matter of time. We're in it. We're in like, I mean, not <laughs> okay. Let's go back to like October. I was like, okay, you know, I, you know, I put out a video that was like, here's why I'm not playing Overwatch. Cause I really, I wasn't playing since like last June or so. And it was just like, I know Overwatch 2 is coming. We think I, I, I was like, it's probably going to be a beta in February if they're playing Overwatch League is going to be playing on. Overwatch 2, because I think at that point we had known or it was we were told or whatever. Um, mm -hmm. They didn't really say anything. They weren't like, hey, guys, there's going to be a beta. Like, I was just like, I'm going to wait. Um, so I think we're still in that kind of wait. You know what? We have we have new stuff. We have a new hero. We have balance patches. I'm content with waiting. Obviously, the general public is not, but they can't really get anything done that's going to like if Blizzard is saying, like, hey, guys, it's going to be free to play, that's not going to make people play Overwatch right now. So it doesn't matter. Like, them saying it at this point doesn't going, isn't going to really affect people's decision on whether or not to play the game or watch the game. Um, just them bringing content, them bringing what they're going to do and then saying it is going to do that. So is there anything they're hiding now that, that I really am, like, trying to drag out? No, it's just... Uh waiting for them to be ready to talk about it, I guess. What about you, Evie? Is there, is there areas where you wish they would kind of answer your questions? I mean, yeah, of course, but it's kind of like expectations versus reality thing. Like, I think the level of answers that I want is more of like, like if I truly got the level of answers that I wanted, I'd borderline be a developer. <laughs> like i'd have to be that level but as far as the average player yeah they're giving us plenty like that 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 blog post covered an immense amount of things that you know almost every single sentence had something new almost every single sentence covered something that we wanted covered like that blog post was incredible from the average player perspective well not the average player perspective people paying attention you know for the people paying attention that blog post was a gold mine of information and uh, 
I think that level of communication is adequate. I think that's perfect. Um, me as an individual, of course, I always want to know more. I always want to ask questions. I always want to know the iterative process. And I think, um, I think uh, Megan and Jody have done a good job of that. Uh, the patch notes. It seems like a Jody wants to get more developer insight on each change, making sure that the developer insight on why each change is being made. Because before it felt sporadic whether or not we got a dev uh, note on a change, right? We didn't always get uh, a dev note on the the methodology, and you left it up to the player base of being like, why did Blizzard do this? If if every single change has at least like some a couple sentences from the developer perspective that changes the perspective of why did Blizzard do this to I disagree with Blizzard. And mm. I think that's a powerful shift in I disagree with the methodology versus I think that they don't know what they're doing. No, of course they know what they're doing. They're developers. This is their job, right? Of course they know what they're doing. We, it's just that we disagree, right? And I think that kind of shift in uh, communication is going to go a long way. And that's another reason why I think this patch notes is one of the best patch notes that we have ever gotten, not only because of all the creative changes, touching on so many different areas and being creative with the changes, but also the communication with all those changes are all incredibly important. Hmm. Okay. Well, on that note then, uh, I'll go ahead. Be, I, have so, <laughs> I have something to say about the developer notes. And this, this is very specific to the most recent one. Okay. So, and I'm just, I just want to ponder this out to you guys. Yeah. Um, so Soldier 76, they had the, so, okay, Sombra and Soldier both have a, an ability that gives them speed. Okay. Mm -hmm. So obviously they both won more with the passive because of their ability. Yeah. Because it added more. So Soldier, they reduced from 50 to 40. So on live, on Overwatch 1, he has, you know, 150%. And then on Overwatch 2, he has 154%. So they nerfed it from like 160, whatever it was, to 154. So it's still a net buff. Mm. Um, as opposed to Sombra, you know, she had 165, or on live she has 165, and now on Overwatch 2 she has 165. Now the notes for the soldier was, soldier's always been, uh, let's see. We believe he was overtuned, he was extremely mobile with the new passive, who brought the sprint down with the new passive in mind. Mm-hmm. Sombra was, after a week of testing the new damage, we decided to balance Sombra's speed with the 10% move speed in mind. Now, to me, this sounds more like, like, oh, Soldier had a movement problem, so we changed his movement speed. Sombra has a damage increase, so we changed her movement speed. It seemed like they were like, okay, wow, Soldier's too fast, nobody can catch him. Um... And so we're going to tone that down so people can catch him, take his strength, and not make it as strong, whatever. But then they were like, well, what other heroes have that speed bonus? Oh, Sombra. Okay, let's change that. Um, so that's how I kind of felt they might have gone about that change. Um, mm -hmm. I agree with that's how they went about it, but I disagree that that's a bad thing. I, I like the speed change. Because he's like, where are my oh, yeah, players? Yeah, like, yeah. Where are <laughs> my summer players? But, okay, okay. Now, now, very different between the two. Soldier can turn his on and off, right? At any moment, yeah. can shoot, go in and out of invit. Ability based. Six second cooldown, in and out. So, it, I don't know. It was, and also, like Soldier has the. It is a net buff 
from Live to Overwatch 2 and Somers is exactly the same. So pretty much it's a nerf from 1 to 2 because everyone else is faster. All the DPS are faster. Except for Somber, when you're spending half the time in stealth, you're now slower than the overall... Does that make sense? Then you were on live. So you're like then the you same, were on, like the same effectively. speed, right? Yeah, because... Yeah, the same speed, yeah. Right. Well, effectively, you're slower. Unlines, effectively, you're slower. Yeah. Because yeah. the other DPS are faster than... All, yes. If you were in this foot race, the other DPS would now be further ahead than they would be in Overwatch 1. As Somber's in further ahead than themselves, further than themselves, further ahead than they yes, were, than where yes, they would be. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so, I don't know. I just, I that change is kind of like, uh, I don't know. And it's it not like it's not like you. oh, since they since she got the damage, we decided to nerf the speed. It's like, well, no, she got the damage because you nerfed the hack duration. So it kind of just feels like it's like. I mean, trust I'm gonna be real with you. I'm gonna be real with you, Fitzy. I think they could have gone a lot harder on your girl. I think they could have gone a lot <laughs> no, harder. No, on your girl. that's the thing. Is like, I think that they're. I'm. I'm with Fitzy in that. I think Somber feels like dog shit because of the hack change. I think that they completely fucked up with the hack. Uh, the hack cast. And that's time. something that they might walk back on again. I think that's something that now that people are used to somber being in stealth and being able to react to it. Like there was a Reinhardt. I. I who was it? I think it was infected. Like it was just. You literally couldn't hack the Reinhardt because it was like turn at you. There's enough time. Yep. Because it, it went back essentially to somber release hack cast time is what it went back to. And yeah, it's just I don't know. It's it's gonna be bad when people are very used to it. So and that's something that they could walk back on. And I'm I'm not like making a big fit about it. I'm not <laughs> sitting here, you know messaging every day making <laughs> paragraphs on paragraphs because i'm like they're they're focused on their stuff somber's not prime focus right now um and that's fine it's just like a i but going back to the point of this blog post having the developer comment i just think the comment for this one is kind of off on what they were like this is the real reason why we did it I, I mean, I think um, and that's I think fine. They can say that. that. It's just, it's just. I was curious on your guys' thoughts on that. So, yeah, I, I mean, think, I think they could definitely. It's another thing where I feel like they could evolve a little bit. I remember literally the day before or something, we got our first Overwatch two like patch notes with developer comments. I shared like a Valorant patch notes because Valorant recently had a, a substantial patch where they, you know, rethought one of their key characters, Jet. For anyone who's unfamiliar with the game, like uh, Jet essentially is. Kind of like the Tracer of Valorant. Not only is she the box art kind of gal, but also like this staple character has been in the game a lot. And they had this very lengthy blog post where they kind of talk about, you know, actually Jet is kind of breaking the fundamentals of our game. She has this ability essentially to, to simplify TLDR. She has this ability where, or she used to have this ability, where she could dash in any direction, which is to push a button. Now in Valorant, an important concept is particularly when you have a sniper rifle, you're peeking and you get one shot, and if you get your shot off first and you hit, all great. But if you get your shot off first and you miss, the other person is now going to get a chance to shoot back before you can reload and get your next shot off. The benefit of playing Jet is you can shoot your shot and then immediately dash away. So therefore you have no risk. Even if you miss the first shot, you can guarantee yourself getting out. And this, you know, the Valorant developers were like, this is breaking the game. Like there's no other character who does this. It kind of breaks the fundamentals of what we want. So we're rethinking her for these, these, these reasons. So I remember sharing that article and being like, wow, this is incredible, like, dev communication to be like, 
we assessed our game. This was a big mistake. This was breaking our game. So for these, these reasons, we change it like this. And again, to summarize the story, they've now changed it. So she has to activate her dash first and then click it to actually use it. So she activates like a cast time thing. So now if she's going to go for that sniper peek, she can only do that once. Like she has to click the button. Then for five seconds, she can dash. And once that five seconds goes, her dash is now gone. So I think there's more they could do basically to, to address your point, Fitzy. I feel like this is a good step. I'm not sure this is on par. Not that they have to actively compete with Valorant or any other game in all the time, but I I think that a, a more in-depth, like, I think what people are looking for as well is the idea that the devs are not clueless because I think that, unfortunately, that has been the perception of the community for a while now that mm -hmm. the Overwatch developers are clueless. And I feel like they need, unlike a different game, they need to kind of shake that image, whereas other games maybe have benefits of the doubt the Overwatch developers are not going to get any benefit of doubt. So I think they need to kind of maybe work a little bit harder to get these to be as detailed and nuanced and high-tier referencing as possible. Beaver? I agree. A man, a few words. <laughs> I agree, yeah. Well, and I, I think the general public doesn't necessarily need all of the details. Like, like obviously, I'm like, I won. Why did this change happen? Give me the data get you know if i get whatever but well why not day, is what i would say because it's not like the general public reads the most of the people who are playing aren't going to probably even read the patch notes, oh no so. like the people reading the patch no, notes already game. Uh, the people reading the patch notes i feel like already are invested like the people who are like 18 to 20 or like 20 to 18 like that's already a, a you know a barrier of people who actually care enough to understand what that means imo so i feel like if you're going to put out patch notes like this then you may as well elaborate personally I think it, it also the turnaround in a week, though, not to say yeah, that, it's true. you know, that which I was impressed but, with, but but trying to put out like, OK, you know, let's say we got these balance patch notes. Are they already working on the next balance patch notes? Are they do they already have some ideas of like, you know, but next Tuesday, are they thinking like, all right, we're about to push these on on Thursday. So we need another novel for every balance change and no, why you no. did it. So it's it's the beta um, and there's there's going to be stuff that changes, but. No, for sure. Okay. It definitely, it can't be a, a paragraph for every single change, especially when it's just like, I don't know, guys, Summer moves fast. We made her go less zoom. All right, okay, move on. But yeah, I think it's definitely a step in the right direction. Evie, you had something to say. I mean, I have a lot to say always. One, I posted the picture for the reference of the Mercy Healing, if anybody was curious. Mm -hmm. um, and two, those are my thoughts at minimum for Sombra. I have so many thoughts on Sombra, but that's like my minimum. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's. I mean, I could have thoughts about all of it as well. It's, <laughs> well, it's we just could... not. It's it's something that the devs aren't focused on right now. Um, I don't think that Sombra is <clears throat> going to be a, a prime focus right now because it's on the tanks right now and stuff oh, that's yeah. impressive. Mm -hmm. um, so it's just we could talk about it all day with the devs, but they're just going to be like, "Yeah, okay, that's great." Yeah. Well, um, yeah, and I think I don't we know. could. We could kind of go back and forth all day because, you know, four of us are quite invested in the game. We could go back and forth all day about every individual hero's balance tweaks here or there. And I'm sure we could talk for hours about like, oh, well, if you did this, it would do that. But I think the bigger picture is that you know, they're listening, they're communicating, they're changing stuff. And I think that's kind of the major takeaway for a beta anyways. It's like stuff is being changed. Stuff is in flux. Mm -hmm. We can kind of, you know, if it was two years and no patch, then we could be like, what the hell? Why haven't they changed this? But I think what's more I important expecting is... a patch. No. I now what I want <laughs> We saw it in the alpha. I was like, "All right, we get. We just got a week. 
week or two, they're going to be here. What I wanted surprise. to take it to, sorry, sorry to interrupt you guys. What I wanted to take it to is just to say, you know, this is our sort of high level talk, but how's your perception been of how the general public has received it? And I think, you know, maybe we can talk as well about the whole beta drop 1.5 million <clears throat> viewers to now, you know, back into normal land. La La Land is firmly in the rear view mirror. So how have you kind of felt like the general public have, have received it? And do you have any thoughts on that whole viewership dec discrepancy and whether that speaks to anything bigger? Uh, I'll take it to Beaver first. Um, go ahead and just repeat the question once more. So, uh, so firstly, how have you felt like the general public have received it? Obviously, like, you know, we saw the Donkey video. We know how someone like Donkey yeah. has received the beta. But what's your... You know, what was your take been on how you think um, people are receiving it? And also, do you have any thoughts on the whole 1.5 million viewers versus we're back to yeah, normal? Yeah, I have some and thoughts on that for sure. Go ahead. Go ahead. <clears throat> but um, back to the what regular casual people are uh, receiving it. Um, you know, it's a little bit back and forth in my chat. Um, I'll get like new viewers pop in and say that, you know, they're viewing Overwatch 2 and they're saying that's it. They're not necessarily playing it, but a lot of uh, people are confused of what this Overwatch 2 beta is. So I feel like a lot of people just putting their eyes on it have had a negative reaction to it. People that have, you know, that are big fans of Overwatch and really wanted to see what the beta was about and played it. I have a lot of, you know, mostly positive reception of it. A lot of my friends think it's a lot of fun and they've been stacking again and playing again. So from personal experience, I think a lot more people find it that are super fans find it a lot more fun, but to the casual person, they're, you know, let down, disappointed. And then to the thing, thing I saw on Twitter about like how we had huge numbers <clears throat> that day, which was great and all because it was, it was because of the, you know, you're going to get drops and then for people bringing up, oh, why'd the viewership go back down, you know? incentive went away you know when you give incentive it shows how many people can show up in that category when you give the incentive in overwatch you see how big the fan base is and then i i say that's good if you can keep pace with it and you know you know keep pushing out and attracting viewers but um you know that incentive went away and then it was just back to you know streaming overwatch 2 beta people viewed it and then um, I don't, I can't really say too much to the discrepancy in views. You know, I don't know why it dropped so much, but you know, it's definitely because of the, you know, people wanted to get access for it, but to boil it all down, I would say most people, people that are fans of overwatch that stick to it and watch it a lot, enjoyed the beta. But people that might have just casually played it or looked at it, they were a little bit let down and um, didn't have the best reaction to beta. Evie, you raised your hand because, <laughs> because when yeah. the viewer said he doesn't know why the discrepancies occurred. Do you want to give your thoughts? <clears throat> I mean, I think that they had a great idea with uh, how they released the beta with the four hours watch time. I think that went spectacular. <clears throat> the problem is, is that on the i think a lot of this is on the youtube side so much so many things are like everybody's making videos all about it now 
but here's the issue. Someone's like, oh, Overwatch 2 is out because they're following one creator that happened to do variety and they found out Overwatch 2 is a thing. Cool. They can't get it. There's no way for somebody who learned because of the content creation, creation side and the vehicle that the potential from that vehicle for to get players in for people who are past the first few days like, wow, OK, it looks pretty interesting. I want to get in. They can't. They can't. And so I think if they allowed past that initial hype some way for people to get in, we'd have that we'd have a we'd probably have triple the average viewership right now in my mind because the hype went down not because of the hype went down but because there's nowhere no way for people who are hyped to get in to get in after the fact i think mm -hmm. if you the i think svv you had a good point everybody who wanted to get in got in i'd say that only applies though to the existing player base that has stuck around for this long for the people who have only tangentially kept around and have moved on from overwatch for a few years so many people just had no idea. I, and that I think that this, I think it was a ball drop in regards to the ongoing potential player base and viewership having no way to get in after the fact. And I think that here's the thing as much as I have that strong opinion, I think for the first beta, that's fine. For the second beta, if they don't allow people to get in over the course of the beta, then I'll call it a mistake. Because I think this first beta, they, they have very intentionally communicated, especially to the content creators, that this is a limited beta, and, that, and they're okay with that. And so I think from the marketing standpoint, while this was a big splash, I think that this is okay. For I the think... following betas, I think that we need a lot more focus on allowing players in. Actually, I was going to give my thoughts, but I actually want to ask Fitzy first. Fitzy, you feedback first. Feedback on what? I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll go. Just the, the, how the beta dropped and everything? And yeah, like the beta dropped. Like, do you feel like I, people oh, should have been given It was about access. general public. General public excitement, right? Um, a perception. So anyone that plays and watches Overwatch is still currently a fan, I think, for the most part. I'd say, like, probably 90 to 95% totally spitballing are happy with it. Obviously, there's people that are like, no, you changed... I like six v six. Like, it's gonna be gone, so you better Andrew. get used to it. Sorry, um, Bozo. And like, and you know, there's, there, I'm sure they'll have some sort of ah six v six classic or whatever when it launches. But it's that's the way it's going. It's, it's gonna be a five v five. Um, so that perception is that way. And then the people that had played it once. I mean, I mean, obviously, you know, the the one point five million viewers that there were were probably people that have already played overwatch one throughout the course of the years at some point they played it and then they're like okay i'm done with that game and then they're like new stuff cool and then they're like oh there's not that much okay and and then the people that again got the the later wind yeah they're they're there's no way to get it there's no way to get it except for the watch league drops or whatever um and agree that yes, they have made it very clear that it's a closed beta and that's fine. And yes, I also agree that if we go on to the second one and there's no way to get it, then yeah, it's going to be a problem. Ideally, there would be like, hey, there's a new hero for every role and new changes. Are we going to get that? Probably not. Maybe we'll get a new hero. We still haven't got that cinematic yet, so we don't know when that's happening. But we know it's in the works, so that's cool. 
Um, so that'll probably be like, ah, uh, we're they'll probably do that right before the next one. If I had to guess, if they teased it this time, then they'll be like, here's a cinematic. Oh, there's someone else in the cinematic. It's Sojourn's dog. It's a new hero. Uh, no, you know, so, something that we, you know, we've watched the things where Sojourn was showed in, in, and Echo was shown in previous cinematics that were eventually revealed as a hero. So maybe that's something in the cinematic that she's working with another hero that's also going to be released. And it's like a duo cinema. Who knows? But, you know, Brigida was shown in Reinhardt's, but I think before Brigida was released. Um, anyways. So to sum it all up. The people that are fans are excited about it, except for some that, well, just, they're just people that don't like change and it's change. So it's like, here's this update, update your windows. Oh, I hate this. Oh, wait, never mind. I like it. Um, mm -hmm. So there's, there's kind of that group of people. Um, and then the people that have, one, have liked it at one point, um, yeah, they're pretty disappointed. Um, but I do feel like those people will not be disappointed when everything is said and done in the next five or six months who i mean we don't we don't know when it's going to get released we don't know when the pvp portion is getting released we don't know when the pve's portion is getting released but i'm hopeful that when all of that is done that those people that are upset now will be happy or pleased or whatever so and in terms of the viewership naturally if you're not happy with watch, watching it or if you can't play it or you're not happy with playing it then you're not gonna continue to watch it because you're like i don't care there's nothing new i'm not playing it so why do i care um so yeah that's my viewership and then there's the other side of like the viewership that is like if i'm gonna if i've been watching it i've been watching and watching but i'm like now there's new stuff i want to play so there's people that are also playing hopefully like instead of spending time watching streams now they're playing the game because they're finally some new a little new stuff to play um mm -hmm. Can I yeah. throw in a projection there? Go ahead, sure. I think we're going to get a beta after each um, anniversary event for each volume. We're going to have three volumes. Um, and they confirmed the, uh, the archives, the anniversary, and summer games are all getting replaced. They didn't say Halloween. My projection is that Overwatch 2 will release right before, like a bit before, or like. Like, yeah, probably a, a bit before Halloween, the PvP will drop. And, uh, like, officially. And I think that the PvE will probably be this time next year. That's Those are my predictions. Mm hmm Well, he, yeah, I mean, here's do you, PvE next time, this, this time next year, you're saying. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So here's, here's what I wanted to kind of chime in. Two things, two kind of areas I want to go off. One is... And I've been clearly on this podcast with Frida long enough that I'm starting to sound like him. But Blizzard have a saying, crawl, walk, run. And this time they actually recently even said it out loud. Usually they don't say it out loud, but Aaron actually <laughs> said it out loud recently. And what that means is, you know, they first crawl, then they walk, then they run. I think this first beta is the crawl. This is the, and I said this in a, in a video recently, I expressed a lot of these thoughts in a video recently as well. But in many ways, it speaks to the success of 5v5 that, People are like, because we've forgotten that there was a large section of the community that were like, 5v5 is going to be terrible for the game, right? Like, I remember the day that they announced 5v5, I went on a call with Flats and we argued for like two hours where Flats was like, 5v5 is going to be bad. I hate it. It's going to ruin everything. And I was like, Flats, chill out, man. It could be really, really good. I think it could be really good. And 
in many ways, Blizzard would have looked at this first beta and been like, my God, this is really scary. Like, we're giving the world 5v5 for the first time. What if people hate it? What if the entire Watch community is like, this is awful? So that's where the crawl comes in. That's why I, I think Fitzy made the point earlier. And Evie, you gave me credit for Fitzy's point as well about all the people who wanted it into the beta got in. Yeah, I didn't but bring it up. I, I did. I'm going to give credit where it's due. It was Fitzy's point. He the five head. I'm the three head. Um, but yeah, I think in many ways, like if we add like a bunch of things, we had like five heroes and we've already got a new game mode. 2CP is gone. There's new changes to existing maps, changes to existing heroes. Like already that's a lot of change at once, a lot of flux. Add like five new heroes to it and suddenly the game might just be so chaotic that the detractors of 5v5 would have all the ammo to be like, look, I told you it was going to be a mess. I told you it was going to be bad. You guys were wrong to make this decision. So I think it speaks to the success of 5v5. They've kind of played the game and it feels like the vast majority of the community have been like, yeah, okay, this is great. Now what? Where's the rest? Give me more. Give me more. Right? So this is the crawl, I think. This is the crawl of like, does 5v5 work? Are you guys vaguely happy with Overwatch 2? Okay, great. Next, presumably, we're going to get the, the the walk where it's like, okay, here's more stuff. And here's like, now that we've tested that it works, here's more stuff. And then we're eventually going to get the run, which is like, okay, it all works. It's all good everything here you go here you guys go like here's all the changes we want here's all the heroes we have in reworks here's all the maps that we did we, you know we showed you the real map we didn't give it to you here you go go nuts go go nuts bozo here's a competitive mode here's a ui change is that change so i think firstly there's that and and as you spoke about ev you know they've been very clear that this is a closed beta this is very limited and what i would add to the whole you know 1.5 million 1.5 million people watching did they drop the ball by not capitalizing on that on those number of people Maybe my take is very boomery, but I kind of always like to take a step back because I don't think things are always decided in like one moment. I don't think the success of Overwatch 2 will be decided on that one beta drop day that we did and we got 1.5 million viewers and they all ran away. Because I think that the key to Overwatch success in the long term will be creating a good game that people want to play that satisfies all the things that we've asked for it, right? It should be accessible, i.e. free to play. It should have, you know, competitive integrity, but also fun for a casual player, should have lots of new releases and lots of fun, exciting stuff for people to get into. I think if it does that, it doesn't really matter if it drops the ball on the one marketing campaign because there will be many more opportunities to draw in those million people who want to yeah, play the game and will and will play the game. So I, like, I'm not even bothered that those people didn't, the one million people went away because like those one million people will come back. Like those one million people will hop to Fortnite tomorrow if Fortnite give them free stuff. So... <laughs> I'm not too fussed. Is that that's my summary on it? That's I, a good summary. I think Overwatch can bring it back easily. Mm-hmm. I mean, you saw what they 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 brought back 1.5 million. I think they could do it easily again. Yeah, I mean, why not? If those people came back, and again, it shows you the power of exactly. like the influencers. They'll, you know, people will come. I think I'm pretty confident people will come. And again, to people saying, well, why not let those one million people play right now? Again. You don't really want to get those 1 million people hooked. I also think that there is like a danger of like, again, overselling and over prioritizing. This is Overwatch 2. No, this is not Overwatch 2. So getting 1 million people to play right now, I don't think is necessarily what Blizzard want. That's what they've kind of said. Close beta, close beta. Because this isn't yeah. it. Because it's not what it's, you know, like you said, where you go back to the crawl, you know, walk run, where this is just, th- this is them just testing their waters before they might throw us even more. I think if so. they hold to that, but we all have to see with time. Agreed. 
another point on betas a lot of times that are tested there's like technical aspects of is the game going to crash is their servers going to work is the matchmaking going to work is it so not to say like overwatch they don't really have to test that because they've done that with overwatch one obviously there's been some upgrades and whatnot i don't know i don't know the technical side of how servers work or anything but i'm assuming that partially why they wanted to keep it a little lower was like testing server capacity a little bit but they don't have to do it to the same they don't have to test the same everything that overwatch one did because they've kind of already done it they kind of know how it works but uh, they've reworked almost everything they've reworked so much under the hood Uh, the engine is very different um they've done a lot which is why it feels like there's not as much changed but a huge amount is it being overhauled uh, under the hood, uh, for sure. And the, and but I would say that this being a closed beta has a lar like significantly more people than a closed beta of Overwatch One, just because oh, for sure they've had they've have all this beta of tested stuff, and they mm-hmm. kind of know how it works. So that's something that they probably aren't talking about them testing, but. Why, one of the reasons why they probably had a or a closed beta as well. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, they confirmed that that was the case. Yeah. And how do you, how guys, how have you guys felt about those little nuance changes about Watch? The little visual changes, sound changes. Are you generally happy? Generally unhappy? Anything you're really raging about? You're like, ah, I hate this. Well, Sommer can't hear anything in stealth. You only hear voices. Yeah, that is really weird. It's really yeah, deafened. It's, I don't know why. It was not like that in Alpha. It's a bug. They're working on it, but yeah, okay. sounds, it was just like, uh, can't hear anything. What's going? And it, honestly, it affects a lot because how many times are you trying to hack someone and I'm just like, oh, there was a Hanzo there that shot me. Oh, there was a Zen there that shot me. His bow at me. I couldn't. Yeah, like there's yeah. tons of little sounds that you hear as Sombra that allow you to play a little different. So, I think a lot of the effects are a bit like a little bit too potent. You know, like I'll get hit by a Rhinehammer and like I'm getting jarred all around. And they said they're already looking at that. Yeah. And, you know, so I'm not too worried about that. That all can be fine tuned. I like the style they went with. Everything feels a lot more crisp. Maybe not like I want to see more like color shade of maps diversity. You know, maybe not always that shade of orange, you know, <laughs> was, you know, dynamic, you know, weather like they said they were going to do. Dynamic, dynamic weather is is not uh, dynamic weather it's going to uh, be for the pve right but the mm-hmm. dynamic time you know i like to see different maps at which different is the first times time confirmed that. yeah which is super promising so like playing quick play effectively the, the map pool will be doubled effectively it's gonna be cool mm-hmm. well, the question will and i don't know if they've said it i know we, like so in dota it's all the same map but you can have like different skins for the map. And so I'm curious if they're trying to do that with Overwatch 1 as, or sorry, not Overwatch 1, but with the maps are like, I want to play with Oasis oh, Night. I, I want to play with Oasis that. Day that you can like pick which one. I don't think they would you do that, like, but then. I do love the idea. Yeah, I don't know if they're separate. Yeah, because would, it would have to be everything is exactly the same. So that there's no competitive, no competitive advantage. Obviously, you'd be like, "Oh, you want to play Oasis on day because you can see easier." Like <laughs> those people are going to do that, but um, yeah, I think I think that's something that could that could be 
<laughs> yeah, if they're going for that feature. But Evie, you're the technical expert. Is it on the client side, the map loading, or is it like a server side thing? I would say it's I would say it's feasible to do that on client side. Uh, um, I mean, if they would like match the map geometry, the the shadows already baked in, so they would have to do some innovative like map loading. But I'd say the engine in Overwatch Two is capable of doing that. Um, where the instances is more server, but it would depend on like it would have to be like the client. Like the map itself is not a separate map for having different baked. It it loads in different shadow assets as it as the if they have a like for example like if if we have um two times a day we're not gonna have two two maps on disk. It's one map on disk with different shadows baked in that load in dynamically. Um, so I would say that it's definitely possible for them to do that, but they would not allow that in comp, like you said, because again, I would pick time of day for sh like uh, you know different oh, time why of day not? for sure. I would see. Here's the they thing: they added the Halloween a, that you a, hate, Evie. They a, have the Halloween <laughs> that you hate. <laughs> yeah, I despise the seasonal maps, uh, mostly the Halloween ones. But yeah, you can't like, boop on Icon Yeah, yeah. It, it the the boop and the platform that it you can stand on. Yeah. So the Iconwald one is is egregious for various reasons because the map hasn't been updated since it was created. Um, there's various ex exploit spots on the Halloween one, but also the uh, the the final phase you can't hop up onto the step up in the Halloween version, where like there's debris in the in the normal version where you can just walk up into the platform. It makes it to where once you drop off in the Halloween version, you're fucked. I'm <laughs> sorry, you're you are. Royally fucked if you drop off that platform on the Halloween version because you do can't like hop their back themed up. maps though. It's really cool. Oh, the when theme they do maps that kind are stuff, amazing. Though. I'm just saying for the, <laughs> the geometry, <laughs> the <laughs> geometry <laughs> changes are what messes things up. So well, that, yeah, this does bring a nice, interesting discussion. Now you know we've kind of largely discussed the contents of the beta itself. Now we can head to speculation. What do you guys think? Is any guesses about the monetization model before they kind of announce that you want to be the first to say, I said it, I called it. They're going to do it like this. Fitzy, oh. I see you kind of pondering something. No, I mean, I don't, I don't need to be like, ha I was right. Yeah, like <laughs> Battle passes, it's going to be completely free. And the only thing we're ever going to pay for is PVE. And it's going to be $10 a month for the battle pass. Calling it now. $100 on it. Not per, per month. month. Per month. Or no, not per month. That's, that's, that's <laughs> too much. It's so Jeff would be rolling. Don't buy the battle pass. pass. Subscribe battle to me on pass. Twitch. <laughs> no, well, that, there's my guesses. Okay, well, we can clip Beaver's audience can clip that one and have that ready for when Beaver's proven right. Evie, do you have Are any you ideas? Oh, I think. Sorry, sorry. Good, you good. No, no. Do you if you if you're ready to go, go, Fitzy. I was just gonna say this was. I was. I asked this a while ago, and I'm I'm gonna compare to Dota again because that's just a game that I've played. Um, and even StarCraft, where there were like announcer packs, where our streamers can be like, "Hey, I recorded and did mm. all of the voice lines that Athena does, and you can have me tell you when the pay payload's moving or." Capture Attack the objective the and that it unlocks. Yeah, like you'd be like, "Hey, they're capping the point." Like you know, some that you do your own thing. Um, so maybe, maybe that'll be something that they could that would do. Be so that would, fun, but it doesn't. It feel would. Like uh, but StarCraft, well, StarCraft, StarCraft but, Blizzard, and yeah, they did do it. Has it. Isn't StarCraft like it. StarCraft a one v one game? 
It is. Yeah. Which I feel like allows that environment a bit more. Yeah, but if you're customizing your own. If it's your personal... Yeah. I mean, you could, do it in 2v2, you could do it in 2v2 and 3v3 in StarCraft as well. Um, but yeah, that would be something that would, again, tie the creators to Blizzard. Da, 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 da. Oh, yeah. Then, no, that's, and then that's you have to the biggest the pack issue. Yeah. When they inevitably are exposed. Um, wow. Yeah, I think, <laughs> yeah, I, think for, I would love that. I, I, kinda, I suggested this idea like two years ago to Jeff. I think I was like... In the creative I said when I first it like got four in. years ago. Oh, like, you beat me! You beat me! You were like, uh, oh, it's, it's yeah, there's one I'll say I was first on. Uh, <laughs> it's but yeah, it's well, it's because you have the same that... uh, game pool as I do. I'm also a, a Dota and StarCraft yeah. lover, so you come come in with the same background as me. Um, you know what's super interesting on that point, though? For, like, of course, I bring this trans perspective, but actually, I know somebody who did a voice pack for Paladins before they came out as trans, and now they're. Now their pre-transition voice is permanently in the game as an announcer pack, and I, I just like I couldn't imagine being in that position. That's just very are they not willing to, are they not willing it. to take it take it down I, or replace I it? I doubt it. Because I, I, I doubt uh, I doubt I doubt seems... they would be pursued it, but like as yeah. the individual involved. But yeah, it's just interesting to think about of yeah the, all the possibilities involved there, which is also just like people underestimate how many trans people are in overwatch league but in closeted like for example like there's there's well like there's probably a dozen like that stuff like that like people that you view that way like there's so many people that aren't out and so like it, it just there's so many possibilities in that regard uh, just interesting yeah no i mean you can take any real life example as well like real life sport has so many few openly gay uh athletes compared to yeah. what you expect the numbers would be um mm -hmm. but yeah i think for many reasons it feels like it wouldn't be something Overwatch would do but i would love it if they did yeah, but yeah do you absolutely. have any do you have any calls on the monetization model evie uh i mean i i think most of us are on the same page that overwatch uh pvp needs to go free to play but i worry dramatically about the competitive experience um and i'm i'm not I don't claim to be smart enough. I, like, as much as I always love, here's an issue. Here's a solution I thought of. I don't know. I don't know what they'll, they'll do for comp. If it goes free to play, I do not know what they will do. Yeah, I'm um, worried about comp with their current, the current way they um, do their policies and everything and how they enforce the things if it were to go free to play. Sorry, Dave. Do we, uh, no, no, no. You're absolutely right. And I, like, do we, not to pull a Caffrey here. But do we <laughs> think Blizzard, Blizzard has it in them to go lower level to ring um, zero? To go like to Colonel and all that? Yeah, Are ring you talking zero. About, like, the, yeah. Yeah. Um, the Valorant anti cheat software in your PC. I mean, I, I have Valorant on it. And, <laughs> you know, I, I don't mind if they had something similar just to, you know, I'm, I play tank and I play ball. So I'm going to be <laughs> forward. I really don't notice hackers unless it's super blatant. And I don't feel the effect of hackers either. Because you're gonna if you're missing a ball, I'm sorry. I don't know. <laughs> I'm right in front of you. Unless I'm moving across the map fast. But uh, but I too do not I wouldn't notice mind them it. very yeah, low. I don't, I, I don't notice hackers too much. But people that are targeted uh, and harassed, you know, you're going to notice that a lot more. And, to be you know, clear, I'm saying that because of the free-to-play aspect. I'm not really mm -hmm. concerned about it now. Yeah. Just like if we went free to play, it would be harder to tackle down, For even sure. more so than it is now. I think with free to play, you need to be—I don't know. 
yeah, I would I would prefer if it was a stricter like it was harder to hack in Overwatch, of course. Here's a not to suggest a topic out of nowhere, SVB, but mm. the confirmed uh, competitive rework. Oh yeah. I mean I've had many thoughts That's, on this and many yeah. uh, many a rant about what could be done. But yeah, do you have any thoughts, Evie, before I take it to the others? Of what they have in mind? I mean, there's so many different things that can be done. Uh, there, the, a sleeping uh, Trojan in my mind um, is that uh, there, we still have an unannounced game mode. But, like, we're going to go from three in Overwatch 1 comp to potentially five in Overwatch 2 comp. There's still an unannounced one uh, for Gothenburg, for example, was a 2CP map that they're reworking into the new game mode. Um, we don't know what that game mode is yet. So that itself is going to be really interesting to see how having five game modes in comp is going to play out. Wait, so what we got? We have hybrid, escort, uh, push. Like we're going control. from three right now. Yeah, well, we're going from three, three right now to adding push as a fourth and a fifth being whatever they're working on. Mm -hmm. Wait, three you mean in Overwatch 1? Overwatch 1, yeah. Don't we have four in Overwatch 1? Payload escort. A payload oh, I hybrid. Forgot. I was two thinking, CP and I was thinking two CP was already removed in my brain. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is how much you. <laughs> well, okay, four so to five. Yeah. The one is kind of a one removed, yeah, one yeah. add, and then. Another yeah, we're exactly. kind of getting that one way. Push is replaced two CP. Effectively, we'll go to five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's mm -hmm. why it feels like two CP. No. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I, I think that's a that's an underrated one that people aren't talking about. But I mean, I even directly asked um, Aaron uh, about that and. Oh. Okay, maybe I don't. Uh, maybe I'm not gonna uh, reveal that answer. <laughs> yeah, that, that's was, the point. Uh, like, wait a minute. NDA channel. Yeah, I don't think you told me. Like, I mean, even though uh, it was an, even though it was a non-answer, I think yeah. it's worth keeping that one. Okay, Probably. but yeah. So like, it's basically just like I mean, <laughs> he's confirmed that on Reddit, Aaron did that. Um, some of the unannounced maps that we have, um, the there's the um, oh no, what is that map uh called? One that like two of the uh two of the maps that are not in the game right now that we know of Rio? that isn't Rio that isn't India? two that are India thank you yes yeah so India and Gothenburg um I suspect both of those will be on the new um um the new game mode India might be a push but I don't think it is so I feel like it was that'll be really interesting it to us maybe I but I think that they wanted to do one from like an existing game mode uh well two from existing game modes that are different, and then two in push. I think almost certainly we'll get another map um, in the walk phase, if you will, of the betas. Um, but we'll see. Pitsy, do you have uh, any ideas? Uh, oh, go ahead. I, yeah. So if we're talking competitive, um, since, again, they said, like, oh, we don't want to release competitive yet because we're working on it. If queue time is not a problem... Then, because I know there's people that are like, we want a five stack in GM. Um, that obviously brings problems because if, or like, even if you three stack and then there's like three stack of two solos versus a five stack, and then it's just, it, I know there's lots of people that want it, and there's a lot of people. It's, I'd say it's pretty split, if anything, in terms of there's arguments for it, there's arguments against. There's for it is like, we can do content together. We can have everyone on the same team together. It's cool. Then there's like, oh shit, if I'm a solo... I know for me, when it was like, there's a three stack and a two stack and a solo, 
if I'm the solo and the three stack says, we're going to do this, and you say, I can't or I don't want to, then you're just immediately on the, like, you're, you're outnumbered already. Yep. The, even if the two other people agree with you, you're just tied to like, okay, we're still conflict. But if there's like a five stack and one person, I mean, now it'll be, you know, four stack and one person, then it's like, okay, I'm kind of thrown into this and it sucks because they want me to do this and I can't and now they're mad at me and then it just creates a lot of tension. Sure, yeah. So with that being said, maybe if Q problem in a perfect world with Q problem, Q times is not a problem or is limited, maybe they have a, you can solo queue or you can group queue where it's like you do two or three stack or five stack or you can solo queue. And so maybe they'll split it into that type of environment but that is with q times not being a problem yeah. and then you know if it's like maybe if you two stack you could either get into a three stack or you know if you duo you're either going to get in with three solos or you're going to get in with another duo and a sing. i don't know i don't know how they would do it that's something that again dota does is there's say solo queue and there's group queue um and they're different ratings because someone who's not to target not to target Mercy in any way, but they're notorious for, oh, you do OQ with a DPS and you pocket them and you get carried. Um, yeah. You know, that their their matchmaking rating compared to them solo queuing is going to be probably very drastically different. Uh, maybe not drastically different, but... What are you trying to say? It could... It could <laughs> just I mean, yeah, I've seen your Mercy, like... Beaver. <laughs> no, no, it's, no. It's just that it's... It's, it's an easy it's example different. of the of, yeah. this, of what... Fitzy is trying to convey. Mm. Um, yeah. I, and I would say, like, that, uh, it, it's just, a, it's just an example. Uh, but Fitzy, I, I completely understand your point where, like, so, I mean, I would say the analogy, better analogy instead of mercy, even though that is a good analogy, is, um, some pros are just shit on the ladder versus they're amazing in a, in competitive, se- in a group competitive setting and on their team. Like, they know how to play the game from a higher level rather than, uh, dealing with randoms in the ladder, ladder rats where just, they'll come yeah, out with tp sure. bastion and they're like what's going on <laughs> well and and the problem is if you're like okay if we appease the we want to be able to five stack now you've got a five stack versus five solos and mm. it feels terrible unless i mean if you if you get the win and then you could whatever so it's a way to meet both expectations if q time is not a problem but that being said, splitting the player base could be create that type of problem. Yeah, but I mean, I think the if we factor that into the the assumption we pretty much all have of it going free to play, I don't think Q times will be an issue in Overwatch. 2. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The other these thing games do have free to play like Dota. And and but Dota and Dota does have very long Q times. Like it can it can be like ten minutes, very easily, and that's just very normal. Um, mm-hmm. But you also get to play for like fifty minutes. So the game yeah. length kind of exactly and and Overwatch it's like a fifteen minute game for like a fifteen minute wait you know so half of your half of your time is spent waiting. Hey, push mode can be like four minutes. Yeah, <laughs> if you snowball, run, at least push. it's like I'm out of this. We're losing. I don't care. Yeah. There's also that data mined info about a clan system, which I don't know if this features into the idea of a competitive rework or not, but could be very interesting. interesting. I think it's a nothing burger, personally. Mm-hmm. You think it's just a red herring? Not that it's a red herring. I just think it does nothing to do with any existing system. Mm-hmm. Unless they just like come out of... Like not tied with a comp system? 
just a separate yeah, clan system. I, I think it's just a fun add-on for people to yeah. to be grouped up in game, like a way for communities to form in game, which is good. I'd like that. Yeah, it would be good. It would be very good. Any other thoughts? Hey, who's on, who's on for my clan that I can queue with? <laughs> exactly, that'd be nice. The Fitzy here clan. I think I I'm, I'm almost I'm almost anecdotally wondering if the clan system is their way to bypass the the friend limit without actually giving us a higher friend limit. Yeah, I would love that because <gasps> the friend limit is annoying. I mean, obviously they've been working on the clan system for fucking eight years in the Bnet yeah. client because they want clan system to work cross game. That's the thing. Mm. That's, That's the goal. key. Didn't Jeff touch on that? Yes, I mean he's touched yeah. on that like eight times over the past six years. Like it's. It's been a long time coming. I, I miss the days of uh, Battle.net clans. That was the shit. I miss Something that. to combat if it goes free to play and competitive could be. I know Dota has the phone, like you have to put a phone number in. Mm -hmm. And Top 500 has that as well, but. Yeah. That didn't really well, help combat do you think that, it's do you think so. it's yeah do you think it's effective because Yazan I'm, I'm I mean you and Yazan be sitting here with eight out of the top ten or some exactly. shit like that exactly so. I was well, very like shocked the that they implemented that oops sorry good I think like uh, only the only people that want like multiple you know accounts in top five hundred you know they're gonna find a way to get their multiple accounts in top five hundred like go to that extent you know. I'm just surprised that they implemented the system that you needed the phone number, and then they're just like, "Yeah, we don't care if there's multiple in top 500." If it was like, yeah. it was just it's just weird to me. Yeah, it's people like, have ten accounts, and they're very clearly the same person. Let's like, whatever. <laughs> yeah, like, like, hey, he's not even we, trying to hide it. They're called Yasin one two three four five six. He's not even trying. No. There's a few yeah, notable examples like that where it's like, I think someone else brought up the idea of like, why are there so many bronze to GM content creators and you're like not actively stopping them? Is that not a bit weird? Because they're like quite publicly breaking the terms of service. But yeah, I mean, it's to the point. Phone number verification. Any other ideas that people have for like, because that's the number one thing that people say. When you say free to play, the number one thing people say is, but Smurfs. Yeah, people but are hackers. scared of Smurfs I... and hacks. I think an interesting aspect to that for the average player, I think Smurf. If if we get a battle pass, Smurfs will drop dramatically because people, people stick have to that battle pass. Think, think about it like this: there's zero incentive to stay on one account or Overwatch one. But if you have a battle pass, like the There'll average average player, you know, people are going to have multiple accounts. They will have multiple accounts. But I'm saying like. Mm. I think that's the same thing with the uh, top 500 thing. The average player, like, it, like you know, if I was top 500 status, I would on average have three or four accounts top 100. I'm mm -hmm. not going to do that, like, even if I was out there. And so, like, I think for the average higher tier player, it dr dramatically dropped somebody who has multiple accounts. But I also just think, oh, I have so many opinions on comp. It's like, like it's all coming back to me. And so <laughs> just being like, I have so many ideas on comp of, like, fuck two-month seasons. That is too long, such too a short. It's too short when you have four SRs on one account. Yeah, you do it's not way have too short. If we had three months, already felt like the right amount of time for one SR. Then we have two months for four SRs, where I want to invest the time on other roles, but I don't even feel like I have enough time on support. I barely can months. maintain my own, you know. Yeah, and then I have to work on two other ones while we have like two months exactly. to do that. All well, it doesn't. 
it doesn't help either that it really is irrelevant when the season ends mm-hmm. and the new one begins because it's just like, well, exactly. back you go. Well, I think so. Like so my my dream situation, yeah, my dream situation is that we're gonna go three month seasons. Battle Pass will be synced up with the three month seasons, so it'll That's be nice. even more thematically. I think that that'll give. Uh, I think. Um, I don't think they would do this, but I think Open Q should go. Um, I think that we should focus on the queuing uh, up. So we have three SRs to work on. We have three months. We have the battle pass synced with it. And we have a cadence of patches for balances that we expect at the start of every month. And so then we have the this almost like cadence of mentality of when you recall a, when you recall a meta, you almost go back, oh yeah, that was March 2022, that meta. Where if we have a cadence of one month, I think that's a good cadence of pa- of balance patches. It also aligns itself with three month seasons, and like I just think that that would be overall healthier for people to also want to play more on one account. Because right now, think of it like this: like I think just also the MMR system when it comes to multiple roles needs to get reworked. Because I feel like I'm I I feel like unless I'm completely warmed up and I've got my SR up on another account on that role. I feel like I'm throwing picking DPS or, or tank on my main account because the MMR was just inferred for my support role. In fact, my DPS and tank SR is higher than it, than my support SR right now on my main just because it inferred my MMR from two years ago, right? So like, have you played on like have you, how much DPS have you played? Because well, that's part of the issue. Is like I in order for my my MMR for to drop on DPS to thirty eight hundred ish, where it's right now is like forty two hundred. In order for that to happen, I will be the notable factor in every match that's like mm-hmm. underperforming relative, as well as emphasizing that we don't have streamer mode. So in order to play on my main account, I have to be publicly EVA playing DPS in 4200, getting scapegoated every match. And that that's not my fault. That, as the that only takes that only takes like two days to drop. I agree, but I feel bad and I hate getting scapegoated and I get scapegoated for being trans too. So it's just like, as like me specifically, it feels miserable. And so I feel like I'm forced, I'm forced to play on another account also, if I it, want to perform on those roles. It also kind of disincentivizes Eevee from grinding. Because why would you grind, like, why would you grind to get your thing down to the place it should be when you could just get a, get a new account? And again, I think yep. what it encourages is like, I'll just play five games. Haha, look, my DPS is 3,900 and done there. Sit, sit it there. Go again next right, season. Keep getting that. And that's the other thing, Fitzy, is like my, my SR can be 3,800, but my MMR is still 4,100. So I'm still getting matched with a full lobby of top 500s as a 3,800 player because my MMR uh, isn't dropping as fast as my SR should. Not to say there shouldn't be a decay system, but I, I, cause that's oh, yeah, just, no, le- that's just, back. that's just left over from pre roll queue to now roll queue. Mm-hmm. And that's something that ideally will be fixed in Overwatch 2. In terms of guessing that there will be some sort of MMR reset. But that's, but or will if it then, roll queue even exists. But will it then uh, treat every new role freshly? Is that, is that what you're hoping? Or will it influence yes. one role's placement onto the I would next? I love that. I would love it for, to, to be, like freshly placed but the problem is they can't do that like the mmr is so ingrained and like they will they would never want a reset like season two again they don't want that mess it's too many mm. players i don't think they Overwatch want to watch i think that they would make it more malleable 
I think that that's what they would do with making it more malleable for off-rolling or whatnot and detect the least played roles. But I don't think that they would do, like, it's effectively a soft reset rather than a hard reset. I don't think they'd ever do a hard reset again. You yeah, think I think they're going to port over the data. Mm-hmm. Fitzy, you think they're going to hard reset? No, that was my question. Uh, I don't know that it would necessarily be a hard reset, but um, yeah, I, th I think they could. Mm -hmm. Hey, and I hope for it, but I don't think it's realistic. That's my that's my view. Let's say everyone, every so Overwatch two starts, and you do your your quick play because comp isn't out for some reason. Because because that's the thing in Overwatch one, comp wasn't out yet when it started. Yes. It was only like a month. It was like a month. Yes, I agree with that. And this. so that might happen where, and even in the the beta that we just did, like the first couple days felt like I was like, yeah, I'm steamrolling everybody. <laughs> and then all of a sudden it's like, okay, I'm playing with everybody that seems to be good. And you can feel it with Sombra, especially the reaction times of anybody just turning around. It's faster yep. and faster. So, I mean, it seemed like there was pretty much a from you could, and there were people that were like, I'm in gold getting matched with Overwatch League players. Like that was happening because there was no MMR and it was starting to spread out. So yeah, I think if they did I think it's very like possible. If they, I, I think the the only way that they would do a hard reset is if they delayed comp launch. If they did it late comp launch, they could do a hard reset. But if they had comp launch day one, they wouldn't do a hard reset. But I think the expectation from the player base of comp being alongside Overwatch 2's grand release, if there's no comp, players don't, do not want to play. Well, we've kind of seen know, that already a lot of people, of people. Yeah, already a lot yeah. of people very upset. Yeah, no a lot of complaining on Twitter. We, if, let's say, Overwatch 2 gets launched and they said, hey, comp will be launched in two weeks, would you play Quick Play? Of I'm course. a Quick Play Warriors, so yes. Yeah, so absolutely. I, I think, I think, I think that, if there's if the, there's it's for sure coming, and Overwatch 1 does not exist anymore because it's poof, it's gone, mm -hmm. then people will play. Yeah, so. I think so, I agree. Yeah, And it might be that like you have to play 20 Quick Play games before you can play comp. Yep. If if the whole level system gets you know which, changed, which on that I mean we don't know how the level system is going to work in Overwatch two, but I do yeah, think we haven't seen I, borders or anything. I do think level fifty should be the requirement in Overwatch one, frankly, instead of twenty five, which would also reduce Smurfs and um, hackers. How many hours roughly would that be in game for that uh, before it's, they it's, can play comp? Generally, a, a a level in Overwatch is an hour of game time. Generally, okay, so about fifty hours. Now, do you think the casual player would want to sink 50 hours into the game before they jump into competitive? Or do you think that's like the thing they would There's high do? requirements in other games too. Like you know, League of Legends has, has, has pretty high requirements as well. I think Valorant's yeah. pretty short, but I, I've been, I tried to get into League of Legends. No, I, the I played a lot of Valorant forever. and I still haven't got in. Yeah, so mm -hmm. I think it's not unreasonable for it to be high. Mm -hmm. Yep. So to go back to the question of will they do an MMR reset, I think it's very possible. I think with I all think those factors we mentioned in mind, it's definitely possible. I think if not now, then when is my question would be, right? Like, if not when you launch a new game, then you're, just you're saying you're never going to do it then because there's yeah, literally yeah, never going to be a better better chance to reset everyone's MMR. I, I personally think it would be crazy not to do it because I just think that it, it would solve so much of the issues that otherwise will crop. Like, I can already see, like so many complaints are going to crop up if they don't do it and then you know people are going to there's going to be you outliers were, you were gm in 6v6 mm. but you're gold in 5v5 
Like you're boosted, you, you're just, you you're boosted just here by because double tank. You, yeah, yeah, exactly. Now so, that being said, I personally have never really like everyone's always not not everyone, but people that have been so strongly opinionated about there being an MMR reset, like if you're where you're supposed to be, like you're gonna either fall or you're gonna climb, or like mm -hmm, if exactly. you're supposed to be there, you're gonna be there. So I I've never really understood the argument. Aside from, I mean, you make a point about, oh, my DPS is higher than it should be, but again, my solution to that is, okay, you lose for a day, and then you're mm, good. You just get a hard grind. Yeah, and... just... yeah, you get you get the I mental think... shit on from everybody for the that day, and it sucks, but then... Beaver on DPS, LOL, LOL. LOL. <laughs> <laughs> I think what it comes down to, though, is not necessarily as much about the individual person as much as the experience of playing in a lobby. Because I think that, mm. I mean, I also believe what you believe, it's, which is that if you're good you'll get where you want to be and you kind of play enough games you'll end up where you're supposed to be but i think what's been a lot of frustration that i've seen a lot of people express and i get this myself is that sometimes being in a lobby it doesn't feel like the like what an sr of that lobby is supposed to be is matched by the quality of the play by the 12 people in the lobby eventually the 10 mm -hmm. people it feels like you're going through too many variables sometimes to get to that thing whereas i guess the idea is that if people's if you reset mmrs more frequently the likelihood is that the people in that, like the rank has more integrity because the people who got there have gotten there every time as opposed to just got there and stayed there. And they've kind of done that with the 3900 thing. Um, where like you get reset to 3900. You don't just like, hey, I played five games like and I'm 4600. 4, yeah. So you, you have to play and keep playing because um, even though you're at 3900, you're playing people that... I, and and I don't know exactly about how the MMR works, but previously in previous seasons it was like, oh, you did your placements. Well, you went five and zero, but you're placed whatever, and you're playing the MMR of way higher. And like when you're at thirty nine hundred, you're playing a range from like people that are actually thirty nine hundred and people that are forty five hundred. I think because the game. I think that's only because of a be... lack of player base. I think they would yeah, the match you by sure. the MMR if they could. That's my thinking, but I'm not. I'm not. I'm not hundred percent. That's why I think tank queues has gotten so poor over the years, just because of lack of players. So in Hearthstone, what they do, I think the cap. So the beginning of beginning of a season, I, and I don't even know how the seasons work. I think it's like three or four months. I don't. I don't know exactly, but there's your SR and your hidden MMR, and you get reset to zero. And until you hit, your like where you're supposed to be. You get. A win, you're typically going to get it. If, if you get first place, you get 100 points. But if you're supposed to be there, you'll get 300 points. Because you're playing against people of your MM, your hidden MMR. And then once you hit like 8,000, that's when it's like the bonus is gone. You can't get any more. So kind of like the same thing of like the 3,900 where you get reset. It's off. That's more comparable to the... And it you up quite quickly. That's more comparable to the one to 3,000 performance-based SR. And also people, uh, you know, game. I know people will say as well, okay, fine, 30, worse for 3,900, where are the rest of us? Right, sorry, I completely forgot, sorry, I was thinking of point of the 1 to 3,000, I forgot there was the, like, bonus. Is there performance mm -hmm. incentive below that, or below Diamond? Yes, uh, yeah, yes. 1 okay. to 3,000 is performance-based SR, mm -hmm. which I think should be brought back as, as another topic is, I think that should be brought back across the board. Mm -hmm. Personally. But wasn't like uh weren't like a lot of like OTPs gaining a lot of uh. Oh no! It, it needs tweaking. It got abused. Mm. 
it got abused on ver- on I think it was heroes. a good system, but I think certain heroes could get like Bastion, you know, junk. Could what, abuse that. So the, the reason why performance based SR was a fucking shit show, especially for Mercy, where like when Mercy 2.0 came out, they didn't reset the the average SR the average performance. So when 2.0 came out, you had silver players getting to GM because they were shooting barriers, getting eliminations, and sw- swapping healing damage beam. And so that's like seven stats that instantly are better than the average player, no matter what, because they're playing in a goofy mm-hmm. way. And so their their performance based SR, they'd always be gaining 36 and losing like 12. So so if if they do they have to implement- polish the system. I'd note real yes. quick if I just disappear, my power went out. So there's just a thunderstorm <laughs> rolling. Okay. I just believe. Oh my god, okay. Yeah, so like the way too many mercies that were fucking silver are still in GM today for questionable reasons. I will say. Mm. And that's not just me being a mercy would that hater, be, but I'm would saying that be, it's, it's a systemic so, issue because of performance based SR. Would that be performance compared to other people playing your hero around that SR? That or would era. it be yes. with your role? That is how that's how performance based SR works, yes. Yeah, yeah. I just wanted to clarify like or would it be per role, for example, because I know people are gonna be if confused it went about per this. role, it wouldn't be they'd only be able to compare the most basic stats, and that doesn't then account for heroes that say like Widowmaker is gonna have lower damage than average. But might have more limbs, but then like because she has lower damage, then she'd look worse than compared to say somebody who's playing soldier. So it has to be hero based mm-hmm. because it factors in how that hero plays. I don't think performance based SR should be in. I think I think if it's still in and it's at the three thousand, I think that's a good cutoff. Just because, yeah, it be I think it should be brought play. up to thirty five hundred minimum. But why? Like, what's the, the difference between three thousand and thirty five hundred? Because I think that it like I think that it is a better cutoff point to get people to the higher elos when they belong there, rather than three thousand. Because that is a lot of trugging along in diamond and getting your SR back up as a player who is higher skilled. So you've seen this more as a anti smurf measure potentially rather than a I'm, oh yeah I'm performance gold, based SR been... is almost exclusively anti smurf. Mm-hmm. You don't think it's like for the gold players who are like, I've been getting so good, I deserve platinum now. It helps. But it's not the, it's not, I would say it's not a pivotal reason. Mm-hmm. Personally. Beaver but. fits you guys still nah? Um, I mean, I wouldn't mind performance-based SR personally in the lower elos, like I said, but nothing, you know too high because i think you know at that point you should be playing for the win instead of you know one tricking bashing and and like trying to you know abuse that system so you can stay in 4400 while people that are playing you know well played heroes you know might perform just as well but lose sr because you lose more sr because of the performance base so definitely cut off on everything not too sure about the numbers and all but I mean, yeah, for lower elo people, I wouldn't mind, you know, if they were rewarded for, you know, what they put into the game. But definitely at a certain point, you should be just playing for the win rather than, you know, popping off particularly just for stats only. Like you could just do, you could really abuse the system and, you know, lower elos. I mean, there was like a literal joke back in 2.0. Like, that was unfortunately very much so not a joke of, like, rezzing somebody when I shouldn't need it to. Yeah. That I would say, like, oh, here's my plus two SR. Yeah, exactly. 
Okay. Like that that shouldn't be a thing for sure. For sure. Mm -hmm. It's feasible. Yeah. I, I mean Sombra was a, a throw pick solo. People were just like, oh I'm losing, I'll play Sombra. And mm -hmm. so when I was playing Sombra and winning, <laughs> like forty seven hundred. I, I literally I literally could not I literally could not have above a fifty percent win rate because I would win too many points. And so naturally I'm put in higher games and I would mm. lose because I'm matched like I'm not quite supposed to be here, but like at the same time, I'm like still winning games. Yeah, so like it was a very good, weird. But it's putting you in owl lobbies and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, and and, and there were some people like, ah, Fancy's gonna be in diamond. Huh? They got rid of the MMR system, and I hit top ten, and it was like, yeah, exactly. Or, the, or they got they got rid of the performance based SR, and it hit top ten. And it's like, okay, so clearly this isn't this doesn't necessarily indicate my skill that I'm not supposed to be here, but mm. stats say that I shouldn't. Yeah, so. like for example, like not to use personal anecdotes constantly, but yeah, like so, like I mean, I got. Do I deserve my peak of forty six sixty as a Mercy solo queue player during Bastion Crisis? No, <laughs> but that is my peak because of specific circumstances. So yeah, yeah, it's 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 another one of those you know landmines that we fall down under L last point i want to i want to run one of my ideas past you guys before we kind of move on from credit reverse which is that rather than seasonal decay because that, that was another thing we kind of vaguely touched on i prefer the idea of season the minimum which is that essentially you have to play a minimum number of games if we say for top 500 is 25 then it would be 25 per season uh and if you don't play that then you decay for a certain amount and that way basically it doesn't have the pressure that people disliked about this, the current, the old decay system where it's like, if you don't play for seven days, you decay while stopping the whole, I've been sitting on this SR for too long. Thoughts? I like it. I mean, that's basically decay the should definitely be a thing. Yes. Time. I mean, the, the amount of people, I've someone who I played Overwatch with like three years ago and they come back and they're like unranked on the other team. And they messaged me like, well, congrats on your free win. Because like, <laughs> they literally hadn't played for three years and they're still at the, like... Mm -hmm. The other thing is that with SR deflation, as as the player base decreases just over time, because for what, you know, it, it, it has been decreasing, not a crazy amount, but, you know, the SR system deflates and whatnot. So someone that was, I don't know, 4,400 and not top 500 three years ago is suddenly like top 10 just because they came back and their SR is this, their, their hidden MMR is the same. Um, so anyways, yeah, decay system. It was two. I think it, I think it was, you had to play a, a game every single day. That's what it used to be. It used to be like, on, a, on it average, was like 20. Yeah. It was like three, yeah, every three days or something. I don't know. No, it was, it was you had to play a game every single day. And so, so no, once no. a week, so once a week, once a week, once a week. So mm -hmm. over the course of seven days, it would be like, okay, here's the start time, which was constantly moving. If you did not play seven games from here to the next seven days, it would start to decay. So if you played like day one, you played one, two, three, it would line up with like your previous whatever. Anyways, it was, it was pretty much you had to play a game a day, but it was you had a week to do it. So in a span of seven days, you had to play seven games. But it's not like it was like, on Monday, it starts, and you have to play... No, no. No. But that's SDB, gone. to your oh. idea, has that been tried in any other games? I don't know of it being tried in any other games. 
I mean, I wouldn't mind it. I wouldn't mind having that type of system. I would but love it. Either, either our old system, which I didn't really like because you might get like, especially back then, I, I would be like busy with school or something. You wouldn't be able to play that many games and I go down SR and stuff. But having you that go minimum, on, You go on vacation for a yeah. week. Yeah. And you, you suddenly lost top 500 because that was the end of the season. And you're like, well, shit. Yeah, and you're like, well, I, I, you kind of feel robbed from it. But like in your method, if you'd play like the minimum 25 games per, what would it be? Like per season? Per season, or, yeah. Yeah. So I, I wouldn't mind that. And also, yeah, I think you they, still they have. I, should, I think you still have to decay in some form, potentially in top five hundred, because the camping a mm -hmm. certain rank is different. But I think for the mass player base, there. yeah, for the mass player base, I think per season, because I think a lot of people, again, especially in the metal ranks, don't have the time to play every week, and they mm -hmm. don't. It it feels really shit. I think if you've been like, if you're someone who's not, you know, we're streamers, we grind the game like eight hours or whatever. But like for someone who mm -hmm. maybe gets to play a few hours a week to work really hard, climb a little bit, and then you rob because you had real life shit to do. That feels really bad, I think. Whereas yeah. per season, I think you can't... Like, I think if you couldn't play 25 games over two months, then I don't think you can claim you deserve your rank either. So I think that's why I yeah. prefer that system. Like, you're not even playing Overwatch at that point. <laughs> yeah, like, okay, how can you say you're still that good? Yeah. Okay, anyways, I just wanted to get you guys' thoughts on it. Let's... I know I've taken a lot of you guys' time, so let's head towards the sort of concluding thoughts which is the future the potential next beta and the next beta after what do you guys want to see coming from the next beta uh or just just generally the future of overwatch 2 what are you looking forward to i'll take it to uh fitzy first oh um i'm looking forward to more balance changes of course uh more heroes more maps more modes more communication and more hype yeah i mean there's nothing really specific at which order that's going to happen. Um, like, I'm not expecting three new heroes and th five reworks and four maps and, you know, I'm not expecting that all in the next beta. Uh, I think there's a little bit of some of those that could happen um, in the next one. But balance changes for next week. Maybe not next week, but I would assume that they're going to do one more before the end of it. Just as like, I don't know. We have what? How many days do we have left? It's on the 17th, so... Yes. Next Thursday might be a little tight, but, you know, if they put it out next Thursday, there's one, two, three, four, five, six days that they can get data for the next beta. Um, so, yeah. There's also OWL to factor in as well. Like, you know, they will mm -hmm. potentially need to keep balancing for OWL. Sure. And I... And do they... So is OWL... Are they done on the 5th? Like 14th, 15th? Is that like phase one? Or do they have... When does I'm OWL sure. finish for the first phase? I don't know. I have no idea. Clearly, clearly we're ramping Overwatch League were like, fans. Ah, betas are going to fall in line with the oh, Overwatch right, right. League. And I was like, oh, are they only playing for three weekends? That sounds weird. But... Yeah. I so just lots of new stuff to come. Hopefully we get comp in the next one. Um, I think that's a big one that people that want to play really want. I just want comp settings, but at the same time, I don't want to like the amount of times I backfilled alone today was just like, wow, great. <laughs> it's 80% on a hybrid or on a Helios on second point. <laughs> great. Let me come back and try to whatever. So that just wasn't 
super fun. And then at the same time, like if you just slightly start losing, like I'm, I'm a very like, yeah, we can, we can do this. We can come back and people just give up. I mean, it's 80%. <laughs> it's like, if there's still a fight, you can win. Like, why are you giving up? Just, uh, so competitive. Mm -hmm. Beaver. Um, mostly I've always been for me, what Overwatch has been about is the heroes. So I would really like to see a new hero or hero re reworks those work just as good for me but um definitely i, I don't know i want to see something creative out of the next beta whether that be a new hero i know there's going to be new maps going to be shown or um maps are coming to the next beta or shouldn't but definitely a new hero probably from a different category not dps so definitely either support or tank but that's mm -hmm. mostly what I'm looking forward to on these future betas is, you know, what Overwatch is all about, the heroes. So definitely want to see more of that. And I agree. see if they can keep up with their uh, communication. Those two will be very... They can do, deliver both of that, both the, or those two for me. I'd be really happy. Very potent, as you might say. Very potent. Be very powerful. Very powerful. Evie? Very powerful. Can you reiterate the question? Uh, what are you kind of looking for and maybe hoping for from the future betas? Like, is there something you're like, they need to do this? Or is there something like, I really, really hope they do this? As long as they keep up with more innovative changes to update older kits to the modern game, I'll be happy. Mm -hmm. Like, as, not to be too concise there, but just like, yeah, just like, like that's what we need. We we need to keep updating kits as the game develops forward and marches forward. Too many characters are getting not as much love as they need. So, yeah. and I think that that's okay that this that hasn't happened as much in this first beta. To be clear, but as long as it keeps happening in general, I'll be happy. Agreed. I think I think a new support hero is necessary in the next beta just because. That's clearly the biggest concern of, of the community in the sense that like if they go I feel like if they go this next beta and nothing is done in that significant sense to help supports, people will just be like, look, this is a disaster waiting to happen. They don't care about supports. Support is a new tank, blah blah blah. Not that again, I think it would be insurmountable to turn that perception back, but I think just in terms of what they've done a really good job of, I think, is keeping the community happy recently. I think the changes in Overwatch 2 have addressed a lot of what the Overwatch 1 community were unhappy with. So I think continuing down that trend, a new support hero will, I think, reinvigorate the community in, in a really strong way because there's always support. Support players always tagging me, coming at me, being like, it, do you know SCB? It has been two years, three days, seven uh, <laughs> since since the last support hero. And I'm like, I oh, know, man, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. So I think a new support hero, but I think in a bit broader picture, what I, would, what I really would love to see now is, again, that crawl, walk, run of like, I want to see that picture of what, a world of Overwatch 2 looks like in sense of like as a live service game. Because what we've been seeing is like, you know, we've had Overwatch 1 as a effectively dead game. And now we've finally gotten stuff. I want to see what like, what's the game plan for how what we can expect in in the world where Overwatch 2 is just out. Like how, how often are we getting heroes? How often are we getting balance patches? How often are we getting a new map, new mode? And a kind of window into that, I think, would be would be great from, if not the next beta, then certainly the next one after that. So those are my desires. Anything else to add or you guys want to discuss before I'll let you get going? No. Pretty well, in that case, 
in that case, thank you guys so much for your time. I really, really appreciate it. Uh, chat and later YouTube. I know YouTube and other sp podcast services when you guys be listening to this. Please do check out all these awesome creators. Their links will be in the video description. They're in the Twitch chat right now if you type an exclamation before their name. So please make sure you check these guys out. Awesome, awesome creators. Um, and please do, do, do go show them some love and support for generously giving me their time to talk about all the stuff that I know you guys wanted to talk about. So thank you very much, Fitzy, Beaver, and Evie for your time. Uh, if there's anything, anything I can do for you guys, do let me know. But from now, thank you for that your is time. it. And I, no, thank you yeah, very much. For but, on. But yeah. now that's it for Appreciate me. It. Uh, stream will be back in like a short intermission, but thank you guys very much. Peace out. Have a good rest.